Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hi guys, welcome back to the Kitten Krista podcast, episode 18. 18. I got you. I was prepared this time. After the, the discourse. Big debate in the comments over whether we need these episode numbers or not. We're called out for being mean, which is true. Okay. Stop it. I'm never mean. Stop it. I'm so nice, um, but also dangerous. Oh gosh, here we go again. Well, thank you so much to our beautiful patrons for keeping this show going. Afloat. Yes. Yeah, seriously, right? <laughs> um, we cannot do this show and anything else on the Kit and Krista channel without you guys. So thank yeah. you so much. And if you are thinking about supporting us on Patreon, it is patreon.com slash Kit and Krista. We have a very summer-themed show today because we were just at um, Summer Game Fest. In Los Angeles, in Los yes. Angeles, and we have Summer on the Mind so that's going to be our thematic for, for this week's show. Yeah. I feel like this might be a chaotic show because there's just a lot oh, going on. My mind on. is like racing in a million different places at once. Oh, no. I don't know. We we'll we'll to, see how this goes. We need to take a deep cleansing breath. I do. And we need to look at some snacks. Which let's start. Yeah. Right that sounds like a great way to start. Um, actually. So let's do that. Yeah. We also have a, the new snack box from yes. our wonderful friends at Sakura. Brought Co. to you by? Tokyo Treat. Look at that. Very beautiful. And we were just talking about summer, and this week, or this week's, this month's theme for our Tokyo Treat Box is also very summer-themed. It's Summer Matsuri, which is very yes. cute. Uh, you know, J Japan in the summertime is really a special time. There's lots of, like, festivals and things like that. I went once to the Gion Matsuri in Kyoto. That's right. Uh, which was a ton of fun. Yeah, there's a lot um, of, like, cool traditional things that yes. they do in Japan, which is awesome. And I guess there's some delicious snacks to go along with it. Yes. And you have the Sakurako box this yeah, month. Yeah, my box is Tea Time in Yokohama, which sounds Ooh, delightful. That sounds so nice. Yeah, so what what have you got? Oh, I have more Kit Kats in mine, which is always well, an uh, exciting treat. I'd love to, oh, what, what flavor? Cookies, Cookies and cream. cream. I'd love to just start with the booklet. The booklet is so good. Mm -hmm. I mean, this tells you all about Yokohama. I've been to Yokohama. I went to yeah. a ramen museum in Yokohama, Ooh. which was incredible. Yokohama has the big Ferris wheel, yes. which is beautiful and, and really iconic. Ooh, I want to look for this. There's a classic cake uh, from Yokohama. Hamasuzu. Nice. Wow, I'm going to look for that. And see, this is the, in this booklet, it shows you some of those summer festivals that we were talking about. Like the Gion one kind of has oh, yeah. something like this right. as well. Like right. these floats and mm -hmm. um, a lot of, you know, festivities around that, which is very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this, this tells you all about that. And there's also some really interesting snacks. A Japanese festival classic, the Ringo Ame, which is like this apple. That's an apple. Ringo apple. means apple. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. that look good? It's like a candied apple. Oh, wow. Basically. Look at that. Yeah. Are we going to be eating that during the podcast? <laughs> fillings are going to come right out. I'm no, just kidding. Yeah, yeah. This is very cool. And Oh, mini Ramyun candy? Uh, yes, please. Oh, my gosh. We're eating that. All right. <laughs> cool. Well, seagull almond. What is that? I don't know. Seagulls are a popular symbol of Yokohama's famous harbor. For this oh. popular souvenir, crispy whole almonds are covered in a sweet milk coating. Now, okay. Now i got to find that. Oh, wow. And then this, this month's um, ramen Whoa. bowl looks good. The UFO? I don't think you got it. 
Oh, 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 the ramen bowl last time was very different. Oh, this looks good. The ramen bowl last time was like pasta. And then this the, this very refreshing looking um, lemon Fanta yeah. for summer. Okay, I have located the ramen candy. Yeah. Would you like to try some? Uh, I would. Okay. What color do you want? It looks like it looks like medicine, but I'm sure it tastes better. Oh, I think I have located. Oh, they come in these tiny. Oh, there's two per package. Perfect for us. Okay. Here you go. Yoo-hoo. Oh. Okay, I'll wait for you. Okay. Ready? Oh no! Uh, I'm good. Got it? Yes. Mmm. Oh yeah. It has like the fizzy quality. It is, I was just gonna say. Of this Joda. You can feel mm, it. Mmm. That's really good. I could eat this whole thing in like 10 seconds, but I will refrain. Mmm. Back to these books though. These yes. books are like worth keeping. Totally. It's like it's actually like really good info. It's like a tourist guide almost. Yeah. But it's it's food oriented. Which is the important part. Yeah, of course you yeah. get tea in this one. Oh, you get a pear jelly. You get Ooh, a little and then a you little dish. You get um, yeah. a like a house houseware item with the sakura co boxes. I think about chopsticks one time. Yeah. And this time is like a pretty pretty dish. All right. So Are nice. you ready for a seagull almond? I am. Please. I'm so excited. Ooh, I this smells it. good. Mmm. Mmm. Oh, that's good. That's really good. Wow. The outside tastes like marshmallow almost, right? Like a little bit cloudy. Well, it it's like a milky something mm -hmm. coating. Mm, yeah. Mmm, yummy. Yeah. See, some of the, you need, because there's, there's like no English on this package. You need to refer to the book to, to yeah, get through it. Yeah, totally, so totally. This has, all right, let's let's try this now. I'm curious about this. What is, is this, that This one? is like a peanut, peanut cookie. Oh. I'm using my powers of deduction. Oh! You know, you know, I'm a Pocky fanatic. Right, I'm, putting, I'm putting that away. We're trying the Pocky instead. <laughs> <laughs> this is salted, oh, I'm sorry, chocolate salty caramel. Yes. Pocky is my weakness, my Wait, one ch Chocolate weakness. salty caramel? Salty vanilla. Oh, salty vanilla. Did I say yes. caramel? I meant vanilla. Wow. All right, then we got to look at the Kit Kat and... Oh and then we gosh. have to oh. record a podcast? Mmm! <laughs> That's good. That's really good. I love Pocky so much. I think it's my favorite snack. It's hard to choose which of these I align more with. <laughs> Both. It's like, your, what's your personality type? Okay, you can have a Kit Kat after we record the podcast. But let's just see, what, what what is it again? It's it's Cookies and cream. Yeah. Look. Last month, people were very into like the, the brulee. You got a brulee pudding. pudding. This one you don't brulee. That was, that was like mind That was next stuff. level yeah. Kit Katting. Wow. Wow. This is like so great. a hefty portion too. I ate the whole other packet yeah. of banana Kit Kats from like two months ago. My whole goodness. thing. Whole thing. <laughs> All right. All right. Anyways, thank you so much to Tokyo Treat and Sak Sakuraco for sending us wonderful snack boxes. You guys can get your own snack box as well. Not too late for this month. Um, no. We'll put the links in the description box for you. And also if you use the code KitKrista, Get discount. That's right. Yeah, get your snacks. Perfect. Guys. They're delicious. They're so delicious. Eat it. They are good. Um. Yes. All right. Well, that was a great way to start off our summer-themed episode. Reinvigorated. Yes. Five minutes in. I like how like this sheet just says summer, 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 basically all the way down. It's actually not Almost. even summer yet. Is that funny? Yeah, we're preparing. We're a little though. hour. We're no. preparing. It's fine. No, no, no. Because remember. 
In the old days, we would always use E3 was the official start of summer for us. It was like our like marker. And then Comic-Con was the middle of summer and PAX was the The end end of summer. summer. Now I don't have those markers anymore. Well, those events are still happening. E3's not, but we had had kind of E3 I guess Summer Game Fest could be our new marker for beginning of summer. If if Jeff Keighley's calling it summer, that's good enough for me. That's true. If you get socks that say Summer Game Fest on it, then it's summer. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. But speaking of which, we um, were at Summer Game Fest. Right. We are putting out a vlog that was very fun for us to film. Um, and we show you everything that we did there, all the games that we were able to play, all the fun people we were able to meet. Um, so we hope that you guys will look forward to that. That's going to be coming yeah, up this week. Yeah, it'll be later this week. Mm-hmm. And then we also did a lot of reacting. Again. <laughs> I'm continuing to react. <laughs> to life in yes. general. <laughs> wow. My genuine surprise and shock at what is happening around me. My Whoa. life. Whoa. It's crazy. Wow. Hockey. Wow. <laughs> Kit Kats. Um, but we reacted to the Summer Game Fest yeah. um, live stream, which was really fun. And then we also did a reaction on Sunday yeah. to the Xbox and Bethesda right. Showcase, which was also very yeah. fun. Um, a lot of you guys jumped in and watched along with us, and we really loved that, loved that. It was so much fun. But if you missed it, they're on the YouTube channel. These were our first ever live streams. Yeah. And uh, it was a little stressful leading up to it. it because was. we did not know what we were doing no, with streaming. Not at all. I'd always, like, on the outside looking, I was like, that seems complicated. Mm-hmm. And it is. And I'd like to know how exactly it works. But we found out. We found out. Turns out it is indeed complicated. Yes. We did a... Uh, many nights leading up to it of testing <laughs> yeah. and retesting. And the, the, there's a couple of wrinkles that makes it a little bit more difficult for us. It's just like we're in just separate locations right, right. and so on and so forth. Right. But, um, but yeah, no, it, it actually, hopefully you guys that were there with us, um, it worked. I think it worked. I think you could see in here. Yeah. And I think all of us had a good time. And if there's anything you'd like to see in a future stream, let us know. We can't promise we can do it. Yeah. Because it's well, due to our meager abilities. That's but, true. But we are open to trying. Yes. And we love always your suggestions on, yeah. on what you want to see and how to make the show better. So keep your comments coming. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was really fun. Um, we also, we sort of um, held on to this video a bit. It was supposed to be um, out a little bit earlier, but we had so many reactions yeah. Last week that we were like, okay, we, we can people take, people take are focused on other things. Focus on the things this that week, were happening. This week though. This week though, the conversation about Nintendo Direct is indeed back. There's now more hoopla yes. about I don't know what the word right word hoopla is the word that I chose about potential dates. Well, now there's this rumor the that it's going to be out at the end of June. Yeah, which. I mean, we don't know. It, I don't know. it could be. Sure. I'm still I'm still holding on to my point of it being this week. So who knows? By the time this yeah. episode's my, out, I think my date is now moot because I why? had said Tuesday, oh. which means they would have to announce today, today, and yeah. they're not going to announce it today. No, like, well, no. today's not over. Seven a.m. Well, seven a.m. is often the, often the time. The time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's twenty four hours, yeah. right? So you had Thursday this week. Um, we'll see. I love I love this though. The constant conversation around Nintendo Direct yeah. and when and what and there's all this yeah there's all this conversation around it so we yeah. are we're at the point where be... you just need to take any rumor with a big grain of salt don't oh, yeah. don't get too don't get too committed. invested in something unless unless you hear it from us <laughs> although we <laughs> and, should say that could no. also be extremely wrong <laughs> don't 
Don't do that. You're gonna set people's expectations. You gotta manage your expectations. I mean, learn nothing. I mean, my own Nintendo. expectations for my own predictions are very low. <laughs> <laughs> we went through the Xbox uh, and predictions, like, oh, and we didn't do that well. We didn't do very well. Oh well. Um, it's okay. Yeah. And uh, we have some a fun, you know, little video about top ten Nintendo Direct moments of all right. time. Right. Right. Could be bad. It could be good. But it's it's in the top ten. Definitively. Yeah. Definitively. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Who knows? We will be eagle-eyed, eagle-eared, looking out for that direct. We'll see. Yeah. But our predictions are out there into the ether. Yeah. We've manifested them in the last episode of the podcast. If you missed our predictions and you're curious about what we think will be in the next upcoming direct, whenever that might be, um, listen to last week's episode of the podcast because we basically break it all down there and it's... Quite comprehensive. And, and we should say right now, as we are recording this, it's what, Monday at like 11 a.m.? Yeah. So, again. Anything could happen. There's a lot of stuff anytime. that's happening. Uh, there's that Capcom event that's happening later today. Mm-hmm. I saw they announced an Assassin's Creed thing for tomorrow. Yeah, there we go. Um, there's the Assassin's Creed. I mean, we can we can dream and hope. So if if we don't mention it, it's because we didn't know about it by the time we recorded this. That's right. Yeah. We will probably catch up on this during the... Um, Patreon Q&A that we do. Yeah, yeah, and we'll see if there's something that we want to do. Some some other reactions to, we we will schedule that in during the week. Yeah, June is fun, guys. Lots happening randomly all the time. All right, should we get into our story time? We should. Yeah, which is, again, a little bit untraditional. Untraditional? Non-traditional. Because we are kind of deep in this June right. season of games. I'm not calling it E3 season anymore because there is no E3. So we're calling it. You were just calling it that for like a month straight. I know. I've decided now to. Now you're out? I'm out. I'm what just, are you I calling it? Rebrand. I'm rebranding to this. To what? Summer game season. Oh. Thanks, Jeff. All right. <laughs> You've really. <laughs> not summer game fest season, though. No. Because it's, oh. other, it's just other things. You're not happening. committing fully to Jeff I'm not, Keeley. I'm not committing. <laughs> You Jeff- committed to a rabid husband who you keep in a cage, but you won't commit <laughs> to Jeff Keeley who gave you a beautiful pair of socks. Uh, 70% Jeff, but I can give oh, myself to you. <laughs> I'm just being honest. But, um, but yeah, everything has been a little bit chaotic in terms yeah. of things been busy. busy, lots of announcements, lots of happenings. And so we are going to give you um, just a, a little story time of our time at Summer yeah. Game Fest Go into that a little bit. And then, of course, you can catch up on it if you want to see all the, the things, like actually see us there. Then the vlog will be there for you yeah, to do this that. Yeah, this, so is, this is like this the, is your... two, the two bookends yeah. of the great experience. Fully immerse yourself in the, yeah. in the event that was summer Just saying, in this fest. vlog, we went into great detail on all the good food that we ate. Yeah, we've never used that's to. A, that's a big thing to know. Yeah. The thing about vlogging before when we were at Nintendo was that we, we could not really actually do it. Because it was like, you can't show all these things in the background. You can't go right. to a restaurant and you, not have a release. You don't order. have the legal rights or whatever. Yeah. I remember now. We, now, though. We did have a conversation the first time we went to Japan. I was like, all right, well, what if we didn't identify where we were, but we just showed some of the food? And the comment we got back was, <laughs> we cannot vouch for that quality of that food representing our country. <laughs> so don't that's, do it. That's what we got. Yes, yeah. I totally forgot about that. It's like these... Dumb Americans are going to go to McDonald's or something. And it's going to be a <laughs> and they're face gonna, they're going to blame Nintendo for the country for, of Japan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We were apparently <laughs> responsible for the entire yeah. reputation of the country of yeah. Japan through Nintendo. So we went to McDonald's in Los Angeles, and it was terrible. No, kid, kidding. <laughs> kidding. Just kidding. But now we have like total freedom to right. just do whatever we want. Crazy. Right. Okay. 
Um, but anyways, Summer Game Fest play days. Yes. Um, we were very lucky to be invited to this yeah. like, pretty like small ish. It was like an invite only. Event. How many people do you think were there over the course of two days? In, like like attendees, not the staff. I'd say um, maybe like a hundred or so. Yeah. Yeah, I would say maybe like 100, 120 over the course okay. of two days. Some people may have come, like we did only one yeah. day. Yeah. Um, but we we were, you know, going into it, we knew, of course, any Jeff Keeley IM8 bit event is going to be beautifully produced. Yeah. As usual, the quality is very, very high. Yeah. Um, and and they they did share the list of publishers um, and. and um, and companies that were going to be there beforehand, so we kind of but got not the sense. games, not the games. We yeah. did. We were talking to the IMA bit people who we've known forever and we adore. Yeah, and they yeah. were saying like, yeah, there is a bit of like risk to this because we yeah. were asking people to come, you know, just kind, kind of, of side on based on the bit. names of the attendees and not a lot else, and kind of you know the, Jeff's reputation and their reputation, right. for having quality, right? Um, and they absolutely did. Yeah, they definitely delivered. Um, and, uh, and I think this, again, people are, a lot of people are still getting back into the swing of being at a physical event, bringing your, your demo to a physical event and making right. sure everything is working and stuff. And so I think there's definitely like a bit of a hurdle for, for the teams like setting up and everything too, which yeah. I, I felt for them because I understood from the other side, but I also was very grateful <laughs> that I was on the this side of the, you know, the creator side where I can just enjoy, you know? Right. Um, so that was great, but um, we um, got to LA on Thursday, and then the event was Friday and Saturday. But we kind of crammed our schedule right. for one day so we yeah. can. But we were we're totally able day. to do it. I don't think yeah, there was we, anything that we felt that we missed, missed or didn't on. have enough time yeah, with. Yeah, exactly. we even had some stuff that we were not expecting to see that we were able to sneak onto. I totally yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, we hadn't been back to LA for a very long time. I haven't been on an airplane in three years. You have been okay? not on a, you haven't been, yeah, exactly. You haven't traveled on an airplane in yeah. a really long time as well, so you were a little nervous going into it. I was but very you were fine. Nervous. Everything was yeah. okay. I will say that uh, traveling feels like fifty percent more annoying. Oh, definitely. Now than it yeah. used to. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it's still worth it. Of course. You just have to like right. mentally prepare yourself to be you know, to yeah. mentally prepare yourself to be like tired. Give yourself a little bit more time to do yeah, stuff. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna need to like deal with certain things that may yeah. have not been the case before. Totally. Um, we were staying in downtown LA, so we had we did have like some like E3 flashbacks. We're like, oh. Um, I saw something. Somebody took a picture. There was a, a Call of Duty on the Figaro Hotel, which they always put some big game thing up there. Yeah. yeah, I think some people from the event. We left on Friday night, but some people from the event went to the Figaro pool. <laughs> I was like, you can't keep well away, guys. Like, it's like such a That's, force of habit. It, yeah, it's like a muscle memory. It totally where is. Where you just start walking. To, we've gone to that a couple times. We have, yeah. We should say, like... That's a little bit more for like the generation a bit older than us, though. <laughs> like we don't we don't have that muscle memory. It's like yeah. if there's something happening, we'll be glad to go, but we don't feel like compelled to always be there. To it. Yeah, I haven't done that. Some people get time. thrown in that pool. Oh yeah, I know. We've seen it happen. We've seen it happen so multiple times. You gotta keep your you distance gotta, from that pool. You, you have to keep your in. yeah. You have to keep some yeah. attention. Do not do that. You. Right. Um, yeah, but the, the hotel was very close to the venue. The yeah. venue was a very, like, awesome space. It was neat, yeah. Yeah, they had, like, sort of this big open area for all of the games, um, so you can see, you know, 
all the different publishers there, and there was a plenty of outdoor space. It was a beautiful day in LA. It was actually yeah. really hot. <laughs> Walked in super sweaty. Everybody was like sweating. Great, like, great way to start. Yeah, yeah. everyone. <laughs> but everyone was sweaty. So we were like, yeah. I feel better about this. Um, yeah, they had this like really nice theater showing like some of the like recaps from yeah. the the day before with Summer Game Fest, um, and then there was also like some other areas where there was some other like parties that were being hosted by like, Twitch yeah. and Niantic and yeah. stuff like yeah. that. So that was really nice. But we get there and we had, you know, sort of a full day of appointments. Um, so we kind of dive into it. The first game that we checked out was um, Escape Academy. Indeed. Which is very cool because it is a game that is being uh, published by I Am 8-Bit. And we were just talking about how, what an amazing sort of, you know, we used to work with them a lot on the production side. And of course, they do a lot of like those collectible vinyls and all those things. But they have really like branched out in all of the cool, creative things that they yeah. are doing. I'm so impressed. Um, so we kind of go into this with like limited knowledge about what this game is. Yeah, what, what we knew was like, well, we've recreated an escape room experience right. in a video game. Right, right. And we had not seen the game before. Yeah. Basically knew nothing else knew about nothing it. Knew nothing else about it. And I myself, I have done, I did the Zelda escape room. Yeah, we did that together. And it's like, all right, this is fine. Probably not something I would like go out of my way to do yeah, again. Yeah, to like go to a physical place. You though. I have done several escape rooms, but I love like puzzles and things like that. Mm. You know, that was, escape, escape rooms was like a big thing. You know, is it not anymore? I feel like, well. Well, I guess that's a pandemic, a pandemic thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I used to go with friends and yeah. stuff like that, and it would be a nice, like, way to do something as a group. Yeah. Um, but I was, like, a little bit worried going into to playing Escape Accounting because I know you're not a big fan of puzzle games right. sometimes, and I wasn't sure if you were going to like it. Um, they do have this really great co-op mode, so we sort of, they gave you, like, very little instruction. That's kind of the point. You yeah. just kind of jump into it. I think we were both just so pleasantly surprised by how much fun and like also how like obvious it is to have a game that's based on a escape room. We're like, duh, why didn't they do this earlier? <laughs> right. It's just like, it's like, oh, dodgeball or like just, it's such a, yeah. like a universal thing that translates so right. well to games. It's like, exactly. yeah, this, this is such a, a slam dunk. And I, I mean, we should just say it. Like, I think this was the favorite thing that we both played. Exactly. While we were there. Yeah. Um, this game's coming out in like a month, so I'm I'm really excited to to keep going with Me it. Me too. But we yeah. did a full kind of room, mm -hmm. which probably took about a half hour. Yeah, it was a, it was on a timer. You have to finish it within a yeah. half hour. And the idea is like you're in this room that has all these levels, and there's like water. This the room is slowly filling with water, it's which horrible. was a bit anxiety inducing when I realized that was what was happening. Yeah. But we made it. Almost to the very... We, no, we did it. We The timer well, ran out, but then it was like, you're there. It's like, just yeah, unlock. We, but like, the, at the last level, we were like, you were it, taking like yeah, wild it guesses. It was like literally seconds. Yeah, and it's like, well, you need to get the code to open this door, mm -hmm. but to get the code, you need to piece together these, these other puzzles. things. I we get, were like writing things down in a notebook they did give together. us They did give us a notepad, and like, yeah. you might need this to write things down. Like, really? Um, yeah. The puzzles were challenging, but... They definitely felt doable. Like, right. how do you tune puzzles like that? I have no clue. Exactly. Like, do you do um, a lot of playtesting, I guess? Or I wonder, but... like, like what experience do these developers have? Mm -hmm. Like, did, 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 did they, they work make... on puzzle rooms before? Yeah, exactly. That's also game design, but it's a very different kind of exactly. game design. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so they must have had some background because it was tuned. It was really done perfectly because it gave you that sense, like, when you first walk into one of the puzzle rooms, you're like, 
horrified because you're like, this looks yeah. impossible. I'm never going to no be able to. There's no way I can do yeah. this. And then like slowly you like work together and then it just comes together. Right. And you just, you're like, oh, I get it. I know the next step, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a great feeling. It's uh, a first person game. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, you're, you're like picking up items and, and using mm-hmm. those. Um, this game's coming to Game Pass. It is. Which is great. It's awesome. Um, yeah. So I think we're going to Try and do something with that again when it comes out, I think, next, I think next month. For sure, yeah. And um, we show a little bit of the gameplay in the vlog, so you guys can check it out to see what the, right. look, the look is. Right. But, but that's absolutely the best experience at one of these events is like, I have no expectations for this. And that was our this. first appointment, too. Blown away so by So we it. were just like yeah. in a really good mood <laughs> afterwards because right. we were so so just like, just excited to play something yeah. that was different and unexpected. Right. Um, yeah, and then the some other like zanier experiences at the event... So I always forget the name of this game, the fly game. What was that called? Time Flies. Time Flies. I don't know why I keep forgetting that name. It's not a complicated name. Your brain is the 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 span of a fly. It also has the lifespan of a fly. (laughs) This this game, like you play as a fly in like somebody's house and and your lifespan is literally like 60, 80 seconds or something like that. Yeah. Uh, And you have kind of this list. Black and white game. It's a super like simple like line graphics, black and white. And you're just trying to do as much as you can off your to-do list before Mm -hmm. you die. Right. And it's like funny stuff. It's like, you know, play some music and you're like, you fly through a guitar and like the strings go. And it's like, all right, you check that off. But I don't know if it's possible to, you probably have like a dozen, 15 things on your list. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you can actually do Do them all all in the time that you have. And you also have to find the stuff too, like figure out how to do it. So it's probably like a good replayability because you probably learn the environment. Right. Like every time you do it, right? But it was so interesting and funny and like weird. The best one was there was like, uh, it was like a a human like anatomy model (laughs) where I flew down the neck, through the stomach, through the intestines out. and the came butt. out of the bottom. The butt the, of the, the mannequin. Yes, the I did. <laughs> it was, it was, it's like, I don't, know, I don't know if you can do this. I'm going to see what I can do here. And, 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 and I could. And, and, then it, and then the fly died, like immediately well, afterwards. Yeah. And it was like, It was oh, a good no. way to go, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> out the butt. Yeah. Um, and then you got to play uh, Bear, Bear and Breakfast. Bear and Breakfast was Which the, has been on your list for a long time. Yeah, it was the day of the devs. They had a whole yeah, section, which yeah. was so cool. Um, but I finally got to play Bear and Breakfast. It definitely lived up to my expectations. Mm. I, it's one of those games where I think it's hard to play in a, in a like show. A show because yeah. you just need time. Like it right. obviously has like the Animal Crossing kind of yeah. thing yeah. where you just like slowly need to build up your your bed and breakfast, and you need mm-hmm. to see your customers and all that stuff. Yeah. So I'm I'm I mean, but the look of it is just adorable, yeah. of course, and the dialogue was really good. So I'm excited too. That game comes out really soon as well. So. Oh, does it? Yeah, I think June thirty. Don't oh. quote me on that date. Well, that's like a mere days. I think I think there's I think this okay. month. Yeah, so nice. I will be getting that day one. Good. Very excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, another game that I don't think you know we're probably not going to be spending a lot more time playing, but they just had a really interesting experience for was this F one game, yes. where you uh, they had this whole like driving apparatus. Yeah. Where it's like oh you can get like a steering wheel, but they had like built out this whole seat that had like you know <laughs> gas pedals and like mm-hmm. the, it was like it was like and a, the seat really was like replicating like an F one seat, right. like it was like that bucket. And you were saying stuff. the steering wheel had like a motor inside of it, yeah. so you were feeling like resistance. I was like it was really hard to con- like yeah. keep even keep the car going straight without. Right actually like using your like strength to hold it you right. know uh i couldn't reach the pedals <laughs> i had to put a cushion behind you which is so funny i couldn't reach the <laughs> pedals 
It was so embarrassing. It's like, you must be this tall to ride I this know. roller coaster. Exactly. Oh, I guess to drive an F1 car, you got to be a certain height. You do. You, I was you can't cute. cut it. I can't do it. No. Um, but anyways, once I started reaching the pedals, You did good. I did pretty good. Yeah. I started to get the hang of it. It definitely feels very like, I mean, if I had like the room, you know, to do something like this, yeah. I totally do like the F1 like seat and then have like the Microsoft Flight Sim, like all yeah. this stuff. Like yeah. I would totally do that because it's awesome. Right, right. But, it's hard when you're, you know, you don't want to. They had, the they had a VR enough. version of that too, which you did not do. I did not do. Yeah, it, it sounds like it could. Which be, I, I would be terrified. It's a little bit terrifying. They, they even said it's like really terrifying because you can like see the cars like zooming. And past that, you. that was still also in the driving. Yeah. Thing. Whew. So that's like. That might get your heart pumping. That might a bit. be too much. It might get your heart pumping, oh racing gosh. a little bit. Yeah, it's not Labo VR. Let me tell yeah. you that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a cardboard box in your head. <laughs> um. Uh, and then the yeah the, it was kind of cool that there was a lot of like you know kind of zanier games and we played another game from Square Enix that was like a power wash simulator game right right um so it was nice to have the variety you know yeah not everything there was like you know mega triple a mm-hmm. blockbuster game yeah. um it it was definitely an eclectic lineup going into it I was a little concerned actually of like is there going to be enough like really high end stuff here? Like certainly, I'm glad to you know check out indie games or smaller yeah. games, but you know if this is like the summer game fest event, mm-hmm. but there were definitely big games like yeah, like Street so so, so we snuck we snuck in to play Street yeah. Fighter Six. Initially, they said you you cannot play this game, and then we yeah. walked up and they said come play this game. <laughs> yeah, we walked up there like we saw like all of our friends from Capcom. Right. They're like, well, why don't you just come play right now? We're yeah. like, okay, <laughs> if you insist. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anyways, it was it was awesome. It yeah. looked great. It's crazy that that game was just like playable there. Yeah, they just announced it like a mere right. mere couple. I know, you know, a week ago, right, whatever. Right, right. It felt crazy that it was yeah. like ready to go. Um, it looked fantastic. I lost terribly to you, but it was it was fun. <laughs> I saw. Um, I don't think we got a chance to try this out, but they have like some new modes that you can like you know, pre-bake in a special move where you just press a button and it does it. Oh, that would be good for uh, or, me. Or like a combo. Um, uh, yeah, I saw some of the people who played it longer than we did saying they fiddle around with that and oh. if you're not as confident doing those yeah, moves. Yeah, that's that's my problem. Yeah. Oh, cool. I love that. Yeah. That's great. Okay, well, I have to. I definitely have to play around with that more. Yeah, I can. T- I continue to be fascinated with uh, the final fight Metro City aspect yeah, of this yeah, game. Yeah, it's cool. You can see them in the background. It's like, yeah, you can see all these other characters from that game in the background, and like that fan service to me was super cool. It's super cool. Yeah. But they did not have that kind of free roaming mode that we were curious about right. from or the at trailer. Least not from the demo. No, these yeah. were just like one-on-one yeah, fights. Yeah, pretty straightforward. Yeah. But um, yeah, the game looks pretty legit. I played Street Fighter Four. I didn't really play Street Fighter V. I didn't play Street Fighter V. I'm, I'm open to checking this one out. Yeah. I mean, again, it's like it's one of those games where I I have played so much Street Fighter II, and some of those skills still are transferable. Yeah. Like I remember, I did pretty well in Street Fighter Four right. when I was playing online. Right. So it's like, all right, I don't need to learning a fighting game from scratch. Is tough. Is a, it's really it's a lot to ask. Yeah, it is. But it's like I feel like there's enough that I can transfer right, right. over. I'm I'm glad to hear that there's like some things that they put in to just make it enjoyable because I just want to like mess yeah, around. Right. Like I'm not gonna be like esports whatever. Yeah. But yeah. like as long as I can. Like, get through it and yeah. get the characters and, like, have fun. Just, like, you know, more so play with my friends and stuff. Like, yeah. and kind of, like, not die immediately. Yeah. <laughs> not be KO'd immediately. I think I'd be happy yeah. with that experience, yeah. you know. So, yeah. yeah, that was great. And then um, 
the last thing that I think was maybe like a bit notable is I finally played my first Klonoa game. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, you did. I did. It was very cute. I had a hard time think? a little bit with the mechanics. Right. A little, like it was like it takes a little bit of getting used to the way that you. Yeah, the whole grabbing an enemy and using it to it jump. To jump. Yeah. Is, um, it has a bit of the Yoshi quality with like the flutter jump kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, so that yeah. makes it a little bit easier from a platforming right. perspective. Did you this weekend I look did, up I the Klonoa ending? I'm scared. Now I'm like scared to look it up. I mean, it's emotionally devastating. It's not like frightening or anything i know but like i don't want to cry just get a tissue and just hunker down and watch it oh god i mean it's probably like two minutes long <laughs> okay if i don't have an emotional reaction does that mean that i'm like some sort of cold-hearted monster well you might not maybe you don't have enough knowledge of these characters yet that's the but thing. you might yeah i think you should do it though uh, yeah yeah you did not mention the other big thing that happened at this event. Why? So they, they had Sonic Frontiers there, oh. which, shocking, we were not invited to play. No. <laughs> All of these, it was like, you, you got contacted by the company. It was like, hey, do you want to come see this game? Right, right, right. Nary an email from Sega. Nary. I can't believe that. How dare they? Well, you've been antagonizing just, you know, that poor woman. Decades for... of bad-mouthing Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't even get an invite to see this game? Come they don't on. want to change your mind. They're like... I would... Okay, I take offense to this. I badmouthed Sonic. I did not badmouth the good people of Sega who work there. <laughs> so I got to meet Katie, who's who runs the, the social uh, media, social media account, yeah. uh, uh, Twitter account for I Sonic the Hedgehog. I mediated an apology. Right. I saw her out of the corner of my eye. I was like, oh, we got to do something. Yeah, <laughs> don't be a jerk. I'm not being mean to her. You seem to feel like she was still holding a grudge against me. I don't think, I think you have, you're, you're not being mean directly to her, but your actions have consequences for her. Like what? Like, she has to deal with Is somebody your... like, why is this guy mad? This is your fault? No, I don't think well, so. What are you talking about? There's a lot of, like, chatter all the time, though, when you, like, post your... Oh, she's used to this. Oh, the Sonic fans are <laughs> got a lot an interesting of, breed. a lot of chirping going on all the time. Yeah, yeah. they're an interesting breed, I will say that. Right. Um, but, yes, you, you did meet Katie, which was very... Right. She's very nice. Yeah. You took a nice picture well, together. I, well, well, I posted this picture, and all these Sonic fans started coming out of the woodwork, and they're like, oh... This is our first clean look of the title screen. Uh-oh. And at first I was like, oh my gosh, did I break some sort of embargo? No, because the, it was the event Well, was... the embargo situation at this event was a little strange. It was like, you had to ask the people Every there. game had its own embargo. They weren't super forthcoming about just telling you, though. Right. Like, I was... I mean, again, we're so, like, drilled we're into this at Nintendo. To, I was like, yeah. please give me the clear embargo details. But there was stuff that was, everything was just out. There was nothing that was, like, behind closed doors. Right. The Sonic stuff was just out in the right. on the show floor with so, the other stuff. I mean, so it would definitely be in the background of people's Yeah, so hopefully nobody had a crazy embargo because it would be super hard to enforce I think at an event like this. I think they probably knew that going in. But I had the Sonic fans in my mentions all weekend long. Like, oh, my gosh, this is the title screen. <laughs> was not very like, exciting, right. but okay. All right, all right. That's interesting. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then Katie was like, if you come back at the end of the day, maybe you can play. And you're like, no. I did, <laughs> and then I, I just left. And then you left. <laughs> <laughs> I'm open to playing this game. Okay. We need to do something soon where I play a Sonic game. I don't know if it would be this one, if people want to recommend that they think, like, oh, this is the best Sonic game. This is Sonic the one game. that will change your mind. Right. I gotta say, yeah. I played Sonic Mania. It certainly did not change my mind. Okay. That's well, the one that people were always saying. You guys have to start thinking yeah. then. Sonic Adventure. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I'm very, You're like, neutral? neutral. You're neutral on this. Yeah, I'm not gonna like, I'm not a Sonic Get in, fan. Pick a side, get involved. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pick a side. That's boring. That's the, that, my indifference maybe says a lot more than your hatred. What Sonic games have you played? We've never talked about this. I think I played Sonic Colors. 
Oh, all right. Um, and then what was like? P- oh, I don't know. I don't remember. I, again, <laughs> very. I'm very indifferent to to Sonic. Well, indifferent is not the same as neutral. Like it's just like it's neither. It's like, like I'm a few steps beyond indifferent. Well, you hate him, so that's not a few <laughs> steps beyond indifferent. Now we're gonna have the Sonic episode. Um, <laughs> should we say? Should we say it now? If we get to fifty thousand subs on YouTube, we'll do the Sonic episode. Yeah, should we're we kind of close. Actually, we're close. So, so that's not gonna people be far give away. give us this push. People have been asking about this. I think people are ready to hear the story. Yeah, give it the give it the push. We'll, we'll do maybe like that'll a, be this fifty k sub fifty k celebration celebration. Yeah. We'll subject Kit to a. To your pick. You can your pick. Sonic you can pick, picks. yeah. We'll make it like a whole Sonic week or something. Yeah. We'll do stuff. A whole week? You're oh, really committing I mean, maybe to not the whole week, but maybe uh, like some things, some things in a week. <laughs> I mean, not seven days, 24 hours. I yeah. Mean, holy moly. <laughs> Come on, people. <laughs> That's like torture. Nobody wants that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like some sort of like horror film. <laughs> um, what else? Summer Game Fest. We had great, great food while we were there. They had beautiful food trucks that had delicious Indeed. food. Well, I saw that they, they are going to be doing this event again next year. Yes. Um, and I don't, I don't want to scoop our news, but also E3 is going to be back next year. So it's going to be kind of like the battle of the events. Yeah. Um, I think I'd be glad to go back to an event like this again. Me too. Um, For sure. I think they, it was a good, good first start. I think the feedback for it was very positive yeah. overall. Um, so yeah, I agree. I think that, you know, E3 for sure, you know, again, I I was never on the other side of E3. We were always on the, you know, the publisher side. So it was a little bit of a different experience for us, but from my perspective, like it seemed like it was just really difficult for you to like see the game sometimes, you know, there, it was like, so such a bloated event. There was like so much stuff that you had to do to like play a game that you wanted to play that part of it is tricky when you are when you're there for one thing and that's getting hands-on of these games yeah you know? so. it did it did get to a point where anything that was notable was like in a theater or like in a off in a side room mm-hmm. and even a lot of times it's like i i don't need to play i just I want just to see look it over someone's shoulder for right. a couple of minutes and we de- and again like we got that for everything that was there which was nice yeah it was not exactly. all of the just like nonsense that comes with it it's like, yeah. can I just look at this? Like, there's no harm in me looking at this. Exactly. And then there's always, like, complications with events like E3. You know, we were joking around about, like, filming embargoes yeah. and, like, filming guidelines and whatever else. It's just overcomplicated It takes itself sometimes. too seriously. Exactly. Which, that, and that was something I appreciate about this. Again, like, just the breeziness of all the embargoes. Like, eh. It's like, maybe it's, maybe it's tomorrow, but maybe we don't care either. <laughs> yeah, it's like when you're at an event like this where it's very open and your game is out and people are, you're with a bunch of content yeah. creators and media that are going to film, like, maybe take it down a notch. It was not, not be... like life and death. There was nobody in a war room, like, freaking out exactly. over some, like, like, let's not freak out about... Reset era thread that they saw. Yeah, let's not freak yeah. out about, like... This, this one game screen coming out, like, it's right. okay, guys. Right. It's not open. It has the appropriate screen. summer vibes, we would, as we would say. It's very relaxed, yes. which yeah. I really appreciate it. E3 def- definitely does not have that relaxed vibe. It has no. a very high stress. <laughs> it's the worst. It's like yeah. the complete opposite, really. <laughs> um, that's what you were asking me. You were like, are you 
think, do you think you're going to have some sort of like E3 flashback while we were in LA? And yeah. I was like, certainly not because. I could see from my hotel room, the LA Convention Center. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> see, maybe if you were in my position, <laughs> you would have had a different uh, reaction. Like, that. oh, that, yeah. We were, I mean, we were pretty close to it. We were very close yeah. to LA. I mean, it was, it was that, that feel where you're just walking down the street. It's like, oh, there's this person, there's that person. Yeah. Um, you saw... Um, yeah, I saw Shu from PlayStation. Yeah, exactly. I was going in the hotel. He was coming out the hotel. There you go. See? Had sightings. sightings all Gaming around. celeb sightings. Right, right. <laughs> um, but definitely, it felt very, like, a very chill yeah. and very nice event. And I definitely would want to go back again if... Yeah. if they had well i guess when they have it next right year. right so yeah wonderful uh well speaking of uh summer vibes we have a great never a minute segment yes we're going to talk about games that have the immaculate you wrote this games, i changed the word games for immaculate summer vibes summer and capitalized for some reason don't you capitalize a season do you i don't know Oh. <laughs> don't you? I don't. Oh. It doesn't matter. Okay. O and D? It's only on our JFM? little it's our little notes here. It doesn't matter. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not it's neither of those. No. All right. So we will yeah, well let's well we, we can get into All that right. one. So let's jump into our list. All right, so we have how many is this? One, two, three, four, five games. Five games on this list. On our Immaculate Summer Vibes. Right. List. Play these games right now. Collective collective list this time. And do not play them one day after August 31st. The 31 days in August? 30 days. Have Oh, you have this great way of calculating Eight, 31 this, days. Where you're counting your knuckles. You count your knuckles. I, I'm always worried I'm going to get punched when you start doing that because it's like, yeah. One, two, this is, pow! This knuckles for you, this knuckles for you, and this one too, buddy. <laughs> Boom! Do you want a knuckle sandwich? <laughs> I know. Uh, the first game, though, is Firewatch. Oh, a game I have started to replay. You have you you th- you started thinking about Firewatch this weekend, and yeah. I was surprised because you were like, "I redownloaded it. I'm replaying it." Well, it's interesting that a lot of these games are about camping, which is something I would never do in yeah, real life. You don't like camping. I, don't, I actually don't really. I see. I need a shower. I do not want to be dirty. That's yeah. Okay. yeah. I need a shower. But a lot of these games are I about like camping. I like being in the woods, and I like yes. all that, like the solitude. Right. Um. But uh. But yes, I need I need like a, a very high functioning right. bathroom. Um, but Firewatch so, is... Yeah, the idea of this game is you're this guy who had like a tragic life moment and he went off to the woods where you can volunteer mm-hmm. to literally look out for fires. Yeah, you are in these towers. You live in this tower. Right. Right. And you can, you basically have this way to contact the, like the helicopter firefighters yeah. to come. This is like a little, sometimes a little bit too real for us because we live in California and this is actually... Like a it's real, fire season. It's yeah, fire it's, it's season. really dicey it's a lot. It's actually like a real yeah. danger and a real right. thing for us. Right, right, right. I Actually, after I um, played this game, I became like obsessed with the idea of actually doing this in real life. Mm. And I found out that you can actually volunteer to be a uh, yeah, person I'm sure for California. Is, yeah. So maybe one day I'll like check that off my right. bucket list um, because it seems like it'd be a very interesting experience. Yeah. This is a very story-driven game. Right. The voice acting is amazing. There's really, really only good. like two main characters right, who are just right. going back and forth the whole time. Yep. Um, interesting plot twists and just like the look is like so beautiful. It captured, you know, what it's like right. to be out in this like big Into national park. Yeah. And, and the, the other thing that I really like about this game that I always put on 
my list for summer games is like good sound design. Yeah. Like you want to hear like the dry grass. Yes. And that like kind of like that dusty. Right. Crunching, to, that crunching as you walk. That crunching sound. Yeah. And like the kind of like the crickets in the background. Yeah. Like yeah. you want all of that because, and then you kind of even want that to like give you the sense of that it's like hot. Like yeah, you, you can know, feel you, it. You can feel the heat, right. like that, the heaviness of that. Yeah. It's a very artistic way of explaining this yeah. game. But anyways, no. that game, this game, but this, yeah. it checks all those boxes, this right. thing. Yeah. This game's on pretty much every platform now, so yeah. hopefully people can can play it. Right, right. Uh, next, big, big change of pace here. Big change of pace. Any Splatoon game. Every Splatoon game. Perfect summer yeah. game. This Splatoon yeah. 3 is coming in right under the under the wire. I know. I was really kind of disappointed yeah. that it wasn't coming earlier in the summer. I mean, yeah. obviously it was scheduled to, and then it was delayed, but... Like that is capturing the magic yeah. of this is a different different summer vibe where it's like that that fun it's like being by the pool and shooting water guns at each yeah, other like kind of thing pool party with your friends yeah. going to you know a summer carnival right. with your friends and playing like carnival I don't know it's, it's got that yeah. vibe yeah which is different than the Firewatch thing but right. equally important for summer yeah um, but yeah like the colors. The music, the fashion, mm-hmm. like all of it just feels so like perfect for like, you know, when you were a right. teenager in the summertime, you right. know, with right. your friends. Uh, three more games. Believe it or not, we do not have Super Mario Sunshine on our list. Oh. Uh, some people might not like it's a that. on the nose, really. Yeah. These it's games also, I feel like is a little bit like underrated maybe right. or like maybe you might not know or yeah. it's not like. Has an island, so it's a summer game. Like, yeah. eh. If you want to play yeah. Super Mario Sunshine, be my guest. Go for it. Uh, but the next game is Alba, A Wildlife Adventure. This is a good one. Which, um, it's the idea of this is like you're a kid who goes to visit some family on, like, mm-hmm. they live on, like, like this island. small Mediterranean yeah. island. Yeah. And um, you're kind of cataloging all of the wildlife. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like there. Pokemon Snap almost. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just a it's a it's like a really big island that you can explore pretty freely. Yeah. But again, it just captures like being on this really beautiful island in the middle of summer. Right. As a kid, just like I think everybody has m- like maybe this, not that same experience, right. but something close. But it's very close to like when you would go on vacation with your family and you know, you kind of like make up adventures for yourself yeah. i was the only child so i did this a lot so i didn't <laughs> any friends but like you know you would like explore and yeah. like discover things and it would be very and even if, if those things are like really simple like i found this pretty rock like it was like yeah. a big deal when you were a kid right and this game absolutely captures that like you take these photos and you kind of write in your journal and and like it just feels like like it would capture that yeah um, that part of your life so right, perfectly right um next game back to the camping uh, funny name, Wide Ocean Big Jacket. This is a good game. This is a really well, good game. These are all good games. This one is is also a story-driven yeah. sort of game. You go camping right. with your, is it your older sister, right? Yeah, I can't I remember the relation, but it's like one relative and... Yeah. not. It's not like a parent-child, no, though. It's no. like your older sister right. and her like cool boyfriend yeah, kind yeah. of thing. And like definitely it's like the you, you play as the... The, the kid sister, it's like a younger kid younger who has a friend kid. with her, but there's like two kind of older family members, not yeah. parents, who are keeping an eye on you. Yeah, but then like it's like that thing where whenever I used to hang out with my older cousins, like I always wanted to be so cool just like them, but I didn't know, you know, they were yeah. like grown ups and right. they were doing stuff like grown ups would do, like yeah. dating and like, right, you know, drinking and right. whatever. Right. But I was like a little kid, like I was like you know twelve or whatever. So yeah. it's like I want to be cool. I want to be part of this, and like. 
it totally gets that vibe like perfectly. Yeah. It's yeah, so it, good. It's interesting because it captures kind of the life and concerns of these two age groups. Yeah. Whereas like the teenagers are, you know, they're a little angsty. They're going through changes. Yeah. And then it's like this older couple or it's like, it's like, well, they what, have, like, what, relationships what, what's our status or like, where, where's this going kind yeah, of stuff. Like, how, how do we want our lives to be, right. you know? Right. But it all ha- takes place um, at this, like, beachside right. campsite. Um, and you don't, you're not really doing much. You're just kind of exploring. But it right. has, like, this beautiful, like, sort of walk down to the beach. Mm-hmm. And you can, um, I don't know, there's, like, this vibe down at the beach where you see, like, the stars. And you have this, like, sense of, like, this night camping yeah. thing. And it just, like, it just feels like those, like, really long, warm summer nights where you don't really have to do anything you just can like enjoy yeah and just kind of like have a good conversation with somebody yeah. or whatever and yeah uh last game is a short hike this is very cute which um yes. this was honestly in my running for game of the year whatever year this came out that's right um, yeah aptly named it is a very short game i think yes. you can do it in like two hours or something yes yes exactly but again just captures being out in this open area that feels very mm-hmm. summery for yeah. you to explore not a concern in the world you're a bird. Just taking your time. You float around. Yeah. There are little challenges. Like there and there's little, some little funny moments. Like you you fly by and someone's like running a marathon for some reason. Right. And there's like a bit of like sort of crafting mm-hmm. and you know, meeting interesting characters. Yeah. Um yeah. Now all, all of all of that sort of very kind of like an easy life, that kind yeah. of feeling. Right. You just that's kinda what you wanna like have this like sort of lazy summer feels like you're on vacation when you're playing yeah you don't need to have like a really like i need to do these 10 things today kind of schedule like you just want to kind of mill around and Mm -hmm. whatever happens happens that's like the feeling of this game yeah so wow so there's the list play any of these games for immaculate summer vibes you got four indies and and splatoon yeah the list yeah exactly i think um i'm definitely you're playing firewatch i might go back and play more of alba i don't know if i even finished that game so yeah um, that could be a fun one to restart for the summertime. If you have a game that gives you the summer vibes, please let us know. Oh my gosh, yes. Leave yes. it in the comment section below. Because we, we want love to play, to play it. Yeah. yeah. Now is the time. You have a couple months to play all these games. So tell us, tell us. All right. Uh, well, moving on to what we're playing. Not Firewatch, yeah. but what we're, we're playing. We're going to start with an interesting one because you got to go see something cool. I did. Um, you, you met with Xbox to see something yeah. that I didn't see. So please tell me right, about it. Right, right. So um, I was lucky enough to get invited to an Xbox event where they're showing off the new um, cloud streaming on the Samsung TV, mm. which is very interesting. Now, you know that I don't even have a TV. So I'm very, I'm True. highly interested in this because when I game... In the market? Oh, yeah. Really? In the market. You're in the market for a TV. I think so. You're because, out on the projector. No, no, I love the projector, oh. um, but I want it for an, a different room. I like see. The, the room that I that I um, do our editing stuff oh, okay. in, like my office. Yeah. I would yeah. love to have like a real TV oh. in there for for gaming and, and other well, that's things. That's nice. Yeah. Know? So, anyways, um, I'm in the market, and uh, I got to see this really cool demo of how sort of the the gaming hub works on the Samsung TV, and it was pretty awesome. Like. First, they took me through what just like the layout looks like on the Samsung TV, and it was very clean. This is like my biggest gripe with you know streaming services like Netflix or Hulu or whatever, yeah. where like you scroll through like a thousand things and you can't find a single thing, and you don't know what you watched last or what you did last or whatever. But this was like very, like very clean. It was like watch games, and then it just you know you had your 
your um, gaming hub, like right yeah. there, you can click into it and there you go. You know, your all your recently played games are there. You can pick it up where you left off. Like it does give you some recommendations of if you're playing this, you might like that, yeah. you know, but it was very simple and the, the, the interface I was really, oh, sorry. <gasps> Siri, stop listening to us. A third member of the podcast, Siri, <laughs> <laughs> go away. Go away, Siri, you're not invited to this. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, and then um, then we tried out the the actual like the cloud gaming part of it, um, which obviously the biggest thing you know that I think everyone always would ask is like, what is the latency? Like, is it yeah. is it gonna lag? Is right. it, how's the, how's it run? It was very smooth. Um, so what they told me was the TV itself has technology in it to help with latency. Uh. So it, like. 30% of it is being done by the actual technology in the TV. Okay. So they kind of split up the function, the, the duties of like yeah. both on the streaming side and also on like the hardware, like the TV yeah. hardware side, which yeah. is really interesting. Huh. Um, but yeah, it was, I played several games, you know, online games. They were really smooth. It, it does show you this little thing that's like, we're connecting you to the, the server in your area, like kind of thing. And then you jump into the game. So the only... Hardware you need is a controller. That's right. Okay. And it's all Bluetooth. Yeah. Easy to pair. You can pair hmm. your headphones as well. So yeah, like if you, I mean, obviously you have Game Pass. You know, you, this is pretty, pretty um, uh, easy for people to jump into. And um, yeah, I mean, if you if playing at the event, if they, if no one told me, I would have thought I was playing on a console. Like yeah. I didn't. I could not yeah. tell the difference yeah. at all. So. Seems like a good next step for them. Yeah. You know, when all this streaming stuff, you started to hear about it, and, you know, Stadia 2, it was like, oh, this is the big logical next step. Eventually, we're not going to have hardware. And I think right. now that we're a couple years into that, it's like, well, maybe we're not all the way there yet. Right. But these are still important services for these companies to have. And, and to invest in as well. Yeah, and to make yeah. sure that they run well. And I think they're all at a point where they, they work, which I find surprising. Yeah. I um, I was really just impressed by yeah. just how like simple they made it, how just you know it functioned really well um, on the user side. On, on you know you, you don't have to do really that much to to have this. Yeah. So yeah. it makes it easy to jump into it. The, the like the barrier to enter is very low. Yeah. I know? guess now it becomes a question of like, well, how many games are on Game Pass? How many right. games are available to stream? If that's truly going to be your only access point to right. them, um, but I, I, the number keeps going up. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So if you're in the market for a Samsung okay. TV, this could be an option to add on to that. Nice. Uh, um, we have both been playing yeah. the new Mario Strikers. Yes, yes. Uh, our beautiful patrons have started a. Kit and Krista, Mario Strikers community, which is very cool. I know. So exciting. We were lucky to get into it. <laughs> I know. I was like, can you accept me? And they were like, no. Yeah, because we couldn't get this game until we got back from our trip. It's like, oh my gosh, is there room for us in our is own club? <laughs> but thank you so much for setting that up, you guys. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, we have been, yeah, we, I've been playing this weekend. Yeah. I um, tried out a couple of the modes. I definitely did like a, the quick play stuff just to get used to the controls a little bit more because we were talking about the tutorial and how it was pretty involved and there was a lot was of like much. combinations yeah. and I found it to be a little bit difficult and I, I, I'm still finding it to be quite difficult honestly. I still need to maybe do a little bit more yeah. like just practicing. Just to it's, it's not a pure like pick up and play no. kind of game. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's more not. on the 
depth of experience. Sort exactly, of which is fine. I just need to, I think I need to do more on my yeah. part to learn. Yeah. Um, I did the, uh, what is it, the cup battle. So which is kind of the big single player right. mode. Right, like, almost like a tournament based right. thing. Right. You choose your team and you can do this bracketed thing. Um, I've yet to win a cup, which is very uh, sad. Yeah. But I'm doing better. I, I definitely oh. am starting to get the hang of it. I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with um, just like doing different character combinations. I was going to say, what's your go-to team right now? My go-to team is Bowser, uh, Mario, Luigi, and Yoshi right oh. now. Okay. Yeah. So you got some pretty good balance right. there. Yeah. I do like the bigger characters as the captain. So Bowser's my captain right now. They don't tell you this, but like the order you pick them in kind of determines where they are on the field. Exactly. The captain is always the one that's going to be doing the kickoff, I believe. Right. I wish they told you that because that's kind of important. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I have Bowser, uh, like the, the big yeah, character. I have that too. So I can yeah. like whack somebody. Yeah. Like, and he's know. got the good shots too. He's got the good shots. Yeah. Totally. Like the fire. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm also using Bowser as my lead. Nice. I have um, Peach, Rosalina, oh. and Toad. Oh, interesting. Um, and that's a pretty good, I was having some good success. Okay. Um, like, Peach Rosalina's and, pretty good, too. Peach and Toad are really fast, okay. which is nice. Um, Rosalina leans more towards, like, a power character. Right. She's, like, actually... Like, we were talking about... I don't know why Rosalina's, is. like, 12 feet tall in the Mario universe. Like, a girl. Anyhow. She's, she's, like, the big Resident Evil lady. Yeah, yeah. She's bigger than you think she is. Right. So it seems like that's a good balance for me. There's all the, also, the, like, all the equipment you can get. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, a little bit, like, um, overwhelmed by that right now. Well, it's all... Trade offs. Yeah. Like you add you add from one stat and you, take and you also away take away from another, from another, another stat. stat. And I'm wondering because the number goes up pretty high. It's like is I guess you could just focus entirely on one stat and max out that but number. Why? But you'd be really low on another. Yeah, and why would what would be the benefit of that? Yeah. So I'm not I haven't been going all in on the, on the equipment because I'm not sure either. yet what I want and you to. You need to buy it too. Focus on yeah. You, those you coins, coins. You get those coins kind of slowly. Get. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a few things and stats I really needed to improve, but I have not mm-hmm. completely built that up. Yeah, I'm, I am having the same issue as you are. You had mentioned that like shooting is a little bit hard. Yeah. I, I was having. I mean, obviously shooting is hard because. it's soccer so yeah but like i would have like a three to one shot advantage of number of shots taken and i would still lose the match because they weren't going in right me too i would my my possession would be really high shots taken would be really high but i just can't get past those goalies like at all yeah unless i do like a special and even the specials i can't seem to execute them you gotta get the Get them right well, in the meter. I can't even get the meter to show up sometimes. Oh. So I don't know why. It's when you get those power-ups that you're like glowing. That's when you can do it. Oh. Yeah. I, I, okay. So you I'm can, a little confused, if you hold back when you're shooting, you can do the arcing shot. Yeah. That's yeah. important. Yeah. That yeah. one, I and then the passing. You need an assist. Right. That has been pretty good for me when mm-hmm. you have like characters that are kind of ready to assist yeah. you. You have to do a lot of like jumping back and forth from the character you're controlling, yeah. but that seems to be a good strategy yeah. as well. Anyways, it's it's fun. Um, I will keep playing it. It's definitely harder than I remember it to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and it does feel like, you know, it, it you know, it, it could add like more to the roster and, and more, that, more stuff there. That was something that I kind of discounted initially. It's like, oh, with the roster, whatever, they'll add to it. But now that I've done a lot of matches, you know, there are only eight characters right. and you need eight people. Right. So either you're using everybody or you're ending up with doubles. 
which yeah. makes it hard to keep track of who's on your team. Yeah. I find some of the uniforms also look a little samey. Well, they're not. It's like you choose one color, yeah. but they have other colors right. on their body. So, I so have, I'm like, well, who's on my team? I have gotten mixed up a few times of like, which Bowser is my Bowser? Me too. So I think once they add more characters, that'll help. Well, they need to add a lot more than that. Because if you add <laughs> one more going, character, please. it's not going to help. Let's get going. Yeah. Was I wrong? Did I remember this one? Did the GameCube version have more of like a story mode? See, I didn't actually play the GameCube version of... I played the Wii version Can of Strikers. Can someone tell me? Yeah. Um, because I feel like that was what I loved the most. Yeah. Or whatever single player mode they had was different than this like very basic tournament it d- thing. It is very basic. And I feel like it was more fun. This uh, one, This one just feels like... Match, 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 match. Yeah. yeah. That one, like, there was, like, more, like, character unlocking or, like, story yeah, something. Maybe there was. Yeah, I can't remember. It's been a really long time, but I kind of feel like that was what I was, like, really into when yeah. I was playing the, the previous games. Right. So this one, I was kind of, like, a little disappointed because it was, like, pretty basic. Yeah. 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 But anyways, I'll keep going. I need to get a lot better because I kind of suck at it right now, so. We got to get online. I mean, oh, gosh, I'm scared. I'm nervous. Uh, I got two real quickies that I played on the on the plane. One going, one coming back. Yeah. Uh, I played the Fire Emblem Warriors demo. Mm-hmm. I'm realizing I didn't. I don't think I played the first Fire Emblem Warriors. I think it came out around the same time as some other big game, and I was oh. like, I'm going to play this one and not this other one. So it's kind of a new series to me. Again, I'm a big Warriors fan. Yeah. Um, maybe not so much on the more recent games. I just don't love the way those play. But I was pretty impressed with this demo, and I think I'm going to play the full game when it comes out. Nice. Because it does have a lot of those Fire Emblem trappings that build upon what the Warriors series is, and be, that goes beyond the action, mm-hmm. where there's actually... like Strategy and stuff. The weapons triangle yeah. comes into play. It seems to be, from the demo, a lot more emphasis on directing your units around. When I was, when you know, like... 15 years ago when I was at my peak of Warriors Mania, I always <laughs> imagined hype. I imagined like a DS version of, of Dynasty Warriors where you could use the touchscreen where they'd have like a map to direct your units. Oh, yeah. And then you would be fighting. On, it's like this, this kind of seamless real-time fighting and strategy mm-hmm. was really fascinating to me. Yeah. You still need to go to a menu to do this, but I think that's really an interesting way to do yeah. it. And this game has a lot of story. I was honestly skipping through some of it because I just wanted to play the game on the airplane. Right. Um, There's a lot of dialogue I but saw. In terms character. of building on, you know, three houses and getting more of those characters, yeah. like that's that's really cool. That's kind of what they did with high, um, the the Breath of the Wild, yeah, Warriors game, yeah, because it also was like very heavily story driven. I was surprised, right, and right. I really was playing it for the story, so I could see these these kinds of games are like fine for me but it's not my favorite genre yeah but i could see myself like liking it more because yeah. of the fire emblem story i'm gonna be with edelgard again nice. uh i met petra in the campground oh boy. uh there was there were sparks yeah, girl. Flying, sparks were flying there was a, there was relationship um, between the, yes. the hearts i will be maxing out that relationship <laughs> again no big deal um so yeah i was i was pleasantly surprised by that nice i've been liking all the demos i mean these demos sometimes are a little unconventional but it's nice that all the big nintendo games have had yeah, it's good demos yeah that's great. Um, another one. This is kind of a random one. We, we got codes for this game that I hadn't tried yet. Cow the Kangaroo. Yes. Is this kind of 3D platforming. I saw a lot of people talking about this. I'm like, I don't know anything about this series. Right. And I went back and it's kind of got a long and inconsistent history. Mm. Um, but this is, I played this on Switch. This is a, a very traditional 3D platformer. 
and again, I only played it for like an hour on the plane, but it was very solid, surprisingly solid. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's like, you know, Mario 64 quality, but right. I was like, this is this is good. Yeah, it looked over um, your shoulder. The like the graphics and stuff looked really nice and bright yeah, and colorful. Yeah. I saw some people like kind of saying bad things about the Switch version not being like, oh, the frame rate's bad or the resolution's bad. I found I didn't have any problems with You're it. You're playing handheld mode too, so. Well, that's where you sometimes run into the problems. Really? Um, but I didn't. I, I thought it was fine. Now I'm now I'm on this kick of like, what are the? I kind of want to play some more 3D platformers. There's not that many. There was that one I was asking about, uh, Super Lucky's Tale. Yeah, that if was it, like two years. If old. anybody out there played that and would recommend it or not recommend it, let me know because it's kind of like on my list now of like maybe I should go back and check mm-hmm. that out. It's the just options not, are a little limited though. Like on people 3D don't platforms. make these games anymore. It's just mm-hmm. a bummer. Like unless it's like you know Mario or like one of these other like big like franchises yeah it's not like you a don't get thing. it that's why like yeah. ordinarily this game cal the current be like uh big deal but it's like there's so few of these i kind of want to go out of my yeah. way so if there's anything else like that um i'm all ears for that anything new for you on diablo immortal i definitely played some diablo immortal while i was like during our trip yeah um and yeah i continue to have a very good time with this game yeah. like again i have not paid a single penny for for anything, um, I definitely know that you can tell that people, the people that have spent the money, they def, you know the cosmetics and stuff like that. Yeah. Like the look of their character is very cool, very different than yeah. my more simplistic characters. But if you don't care about that, like you're just enjoying, yeah. you know, playing through the the story and doing the dungeons, and you do get incentivized, kind of like Pokemon Unite, where you are incentivized to go back every day for to collect sure. your rewards yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. And, so they do a good job with that, and um, I think I'm like level like forty or something now. Wow! So I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm gonna stick with it. I'm much further behind. I'm I'm going slowly. I did try it out with the Backbone because I actually read like, oh, the Backbone team worked with Blizzard to make this oh, okay. a seamless experience, yada yada. So I was excited, and I think I'm actually going to keep playing it just with the phone. Yeah, the the controls on the phone are pretty because. Oh, pretty good. It was not a hundred percent a button experience. It was right. some stuff you do with a button, some, some stuff you still screen. need to touch the screen. In. And to me, there was not a clear delineation of which was which. Mm. I was like, that feels like it should be a button, and it's actually on the screen. So I was like, I don't need to deal with this. It, it works fine on the phone, and, yeah. I, and I have the big, the monster iPhone. Exactly. Like so you don't need to worry. I'll just stick yeah. With that. I haven't had any trouble with the phone controls really at all. Yeah. Like it's pretty pretty easy though. yeah i was worried about that and yeah. it's it's not an issue we have to play together we haven't done this we have yet. not well yeah. i need to level up uh yeah i think that's it it is All the games we're playing yeah big news segment okay news i mean obviously june so big on here news um again we did our reaction stream for some game fest and xbox game showcase but why don't we talk just a little bit about what we thought of these and some things that stood out so so we've had some we, we gave Gut, gut reaction letter grades. Yes. Would you like to revise either of those? No. So what, what did you say? You said C and B minus? I think I said C for Summer Game Fest yeah. and B minus for Xbox, Xbox Showcase. Yeah. I also am on C for Summer Game Fest and B for okay. Xbox. Yeah. So pretty close. Um, I thought, um, you know, Summer Game Fest, it was... A long event. Both of these were quite long. We were both a little bit like, we, we both got a little like fatigued of yeah. CG trailer fatigue, um, especially in Summer Game Fest. Yeah. And Summer Game Fest, I think the biggest thing for me was just the lack of 
variety in terms of games that they were showing. It was just like every game was some guy in space well, with a gun. Especially the first half of that show. Yeah. It, it, the pacing was interesting. Right. I wonder why Jeff chose to do it that way because it right. did feel like there were some things maybe from the later half he could have moved up to mm -hmm. just give people some variety there. Exactly. So you got you start to get a little bit, you know, your eyes are starting to cross at this point because it's hard to tell. Like, this is yeah. another dark game in space with a gun. Like, I don't know what this is anymore. Right, right. Yeah, it's hard to keep, I think it's hard to keep the attention. Yeah. When I mean, the idea of having, you know, somebody in charge of making sure that the show does not get bloated, like, at Nintendo, there are people who do that with Nintendo yeah. Direct who have, like, the final say right. over, like, this game is not getting in. And right. sometimes people are upset about that. Right, right. But in the end, like, I always think, and I, I've, I've never had a Nintendo Direct be like, gosh, this is dragging, this is too long. That's right. Yeah, usually so, it's like, oh, it's pretty short. <laughs> whereas with Xbox, I'm like, who is actually making this decision on what is or is not in? Right, they're and programming maybe they, directors. Maybe they don't have somebody... Yeah. Doing that because I thought I did think, especially for Xbox, there were a couple games um, that were like, eh, I don't know if this needed to be, to be in, here. in here. Like you could have done a standalone trailer for it later yeah. on, closer to launch, yeah. and it would have been fine. And that, I mean, that that is a struggle of like the first party and third party. Like, yeah. there can be times where it's like, this is why you got put in that sizzle. Why, why are you prioritizing? You know, first party, yeah. the expensive third party. Like those conversations do happen. Yeah, it's like a business right. Kind of thing so too. again, if you don't have somebody who's like. The, fi the, the final the say on making the final cut yeah. of this thing, then I could see how that could become an issue and you just bloat, 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 bloat. Yeah, and you start to like give way to, to the, the demands. Right, and, then, and then it's an hour and a half. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I will give Xbox credit for, again, the variety is a big thing for me. You got to show yeah. like different kinds of games yeah. for different people, right. you know? They definitely had like their triple A stuff. Like they obviously ended with yeah. the big Starfield thing. They started with the big Redfall red thing. Um, I appreciated that it was very much game gameplay based as well. Yeah. Um, and they showed like you know a, a pretty big variety of games, like games that look really different, games that are more like indie games or whatever. Um, and I, I thought that there was, I mean, when I was watching the event, I was like, there's a good amount of games that I'm going to add to my like to playlist. Yeah. You know, so that was yeah. that was good. That was really. Really nice to see that. Xbox, I think, was a victim of some of these rumors that were going around that did yeah. not end up being real. Exactly. But they were around for long enough where people talked themselves into it. They did. So Banjo, I mean, our chat in the stream was, was like just banjo, 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 and it yeah, didn't happen. I know. And 007 was the other one because yeah, we were like, mine. There was nothing. It's like one of those things where like, don't, you can't put too much right. stock into it. So, you know? I mean, they certainly had a lot of games. I don't know if they had anything that stood out as like, Whoa, this is the big game of the show. Game kind of the thing. show. Yeah. I mean, you know, they had Kojima doing his news, but that was just news. It was just like you didn't see anything. You didn't see anything, right. I mean, if if you had seen something from that, it's Maybe like and, and today I'm introducing the first trailer. Like, yeah, okay. That would have been that, that could have gotten people deal. talking. They did say that they're gonna be focusing only on games launching in twelve in the next twelve months. True. So they were very like clear about that. And yeah. I think we were we were joking around, we were like, are they gonna stick to that or yeah. what? But it seemed yeah. like they really they did. They mostly did. They mostly yeah. did, yeah. Um, you know, I think I, I was thinking about these two, you know, as if we were still at Nintendo. Like, yeah. how would you feel if you were up next coming after these two? It would feel pretty good. Yeah, I, I agree. It, you're always waiting, like, is there going to be something that you didn't expect that's going to shake up, like, the narrative for the week? Exactly. At E3? It's like, is there going to be some hardware that we didn't know about? Yeah, it's or like, is well, there a game that's going to be, like, sort of 
close enough to some right. some big Nintendo game yeah. that it's going to rip people's attention away from right. a Nintendo game. Right. There was nothing here nothing that, like that. that really ch- changed the story. Yeah. This would I have felt. been, you know, we, we were sitting in that competitive meeting on Monday night with 100 people. Yeah. And you had to go up on that podium. You would say, stay the course. That would be your yeah. message to the yeah. crowd. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it was very much, it felt very much like a, like a mid-generation showcase where exactly. it's like, yeah, we're, we're on our path. We're, yeah. you know, these games are and getting... And sort of everyone is on that path, too. Yeah. So it's just like everyone stay on the path and everything's yeah. fine, yeah. you know? Um, all right, let's get, I want to talk a little about some of these games. Let's start with, I want to talk about Starfield and Forza, which were probably the two biggest, like, first-party games they showed. Sure. I thought the way that both of these games were shown was strange. Forza for sure was strange because it was very focused on like this visual. Visual. I mean, that is one huge sort of differentiating factor, I guess, of Forza in terms of other racing games. Sure, like the visuals. When you say like, what? How, how do you like the new Forza game? I think everyone's next answer is, "Oh, it looks great." You know? Yeah. So that's fine. But it was really like that was that was all they talked about. I was like, "What about anything else?" <laughs> but it was also like. You know, all to this point, all these games have been numbered, and this was just Forza Motorsport. Right. So it's like, well, what is this like? Where are we? Is here? this like a compilation of all the other games? Or is, is and this... they showed like a track from like it was like a fan favorite, like a you know franchise favorite track. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, what? so was it? Is it supposed to be like the best of? I just have some basic questions of like, what is this game, which you would hope to accomplish when you are revealing it for the first right, time? Exactly. It's just a racing game. There's no need to be cloak and dagger. About what this but is. But the time of day, though. Uh, the hot the hot tarmac <laughs> makes your tires <laughs> the sticky. The time of day. Sticky. <laughs> um, sticky so that, tire. I was just like, can you just tell me what this is? Yeah. Um, and then uh, Star- Starfield. Big, big, long segment at the end for Starfield. Was, wasn't that long, honestly. It's like 15 there was lo- minutes. So, it, it, was, it was these very distinct chunks of gameplay. Yeah. And they would always cut back to Todd... Howard, right. like, giving you some setup for it. Right. And I, I came away getting the sense, like, yeah, there's a lot of game here, but as a, as a cohesive game experience... It's not there yet. I don't know. That's why they needed more time, though. Yeah, I mean, I always get a little worried when the pitch is like, this is the most game ever. That, that's the thing, too. That, that worried me, especially when they were talking about, like, scale of it. Yeah. I was like, do you really want to do that? It's like hundreds of planets for you to explore and do all these things on. I'm like... But really, why? Yeah. Like, is it going to make the rest of the experience, if you don't want to do that, like, right. kind of terrible? Or it, it is funny how, and we've been on the side of this a number of times, when you're revealing a big game, you can definitely overthink it. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, you are so invested in this and in too deep that you yeah. cannot objectively think of, like, it's, an easy way to just tell people what this game it's is. It's so true, because what happens is... I feel like people like get fixated on these little sort of minuscule yeah. details about something that you think the rest of the world is going to care about, right. but they don't because they are not in it with you. Yeah. So it, these details like mean nothing to them. And so you really have to find a way to like pull out of, out of that and be more like general and just like you know, give people like the general structure of what this game is going to yeah. be like, which we definitely didn't get for for Starfield. Yeah. We we got like, you know, a lot of different sort of angles in which this game could be fun to play you right. know there's like the customization and there's the the cool like you know city and the story yeah, and whatever yeah and maybe some of this world building like 
exploration stuff, but like, yeah, exactly how it fits together. Like how, how, what would your player experience be like is kind of a big question. That's what I would have loved is if, you know, that was probably a 15 minute segment overall. If they had just made that a single seamless or mostly seamless chunk of gameplay where it's like, all right, I'm exploring. Now I'm fighting something. Now I'm in my ship and I'm taking off and I'm on to the next one. Yeah. That would, I'd feel a lot better about that than these very like choppy Mm -hmm. segments that felt so different. And a little bit disconnected. Yeah, so I really think that's what happened here is I think they just overthought it. Yeah, but the, the, some of the stuff that we were seeing was, like, very cool. You know, like, the environments looked interesting. Like, certainly some of those, you know, that the whole idea of customizing your ship and flying around and, like, the story seems interesting. Like, there, there are definitely, like, parts of it that I, I'm, I'm super, like, wanting to know more about. Yeah. So it wasn't like, oh, you totally failed or something. Yeah. Well we, well, we commented on this, and a lot of people were picking up on this, but the comparisons to No Man's Sky, I think, are really interesting. Because yeah. it's like, you could not be farther away on the spectrum of, like, development. It's like, No Man's Sky was basically, like, an indie studio who made right. that game. And then you have Bethesda, which is probably, like, the, the most biggest, the most well-resourced like, studio. Well-resourced, most we're production. Gonna, we're going to throw all the money, all the people, all the yeah. everything at it. There you go. And But the result is kind of the same similar yeah which is eerie and well hopefully it doesn't have issues i don't understand how and obviously no man's sky has been getting you know added to for like a long time now Mm -hmm. but it was something very eerie about that that i thought yeah hopefully the resourcing will 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 see the the results of that kind of yeah yeah so i'm still interested in this i still think it looks cool but it was not the like slam dunk it wasn't like you saw that segment and you're like must this is my most hype game game for you know 2023 well we got more time to see it yeah exactly uh a couple um smaller indie games well i don't think it's an indie game even uh as dusk falls and pentiment i had to write down from obsidian right that's not an indie that is the game of the show for me, Pentiment. Do you know what Pentiment means? I had to look it up. I don't. What does it, it mean? It means something scary. No. Does it mean like forgiveness? No, it means just when you're if you're doing like art or in this case like an illuminated manuscript, manuscript uh-huh. it's like when you take a base piece of art and you add something over it or to it. Oh. It's like the original piece is the Pentiment. I see. Deep cut, deep cut deep for cut. this okay, title of this good, video good to game. Learn, though. We got a <laughs> yeah. history lesson on this like right. etymology of this word and yeah. stuff. Great. Um, that game looked awesome. That did. It looks so yeah. cool. I am a big fan of any history sort of major. Like, history you. major. I also love any sort of like storybook-ish. Whenever I see a game where it's like a book that opens oh. <laughs> up, I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm immediately in. So yeah, this game looks looks very interesting. Um, it looks very humorous as well. So yeah, I'm yeah. I'm I'm excited. November. Yeah, I'm keeping track of this. And one. then uh, as dusk falls, I kind of put this in the same category because it's more like narrative focused. Mm-hmm. I saw some people after the fact were maybe a little bit more mixed on this. Of like, did the visual style work for them? I thought it looked cool. Yeah. Um, and this is out like next month. Um, so I'll, I'll definitely want to try that. Yeah, a lot of these games are all Game Pass games. Too. I think those, so you like, know, great. The um, Quantic Dream, who does, you know, Detroit and yeah, yeah. Um, Heavy Rain, mm-hmm. like, I think that's it, very, like, love it or hate it, the, kind of their approach. And their story hand, their storytelling can be a little ham-fisted hand, hand, at hand, times. Hand, hand, so yeah. I feel like they, that, 
that um, perception yeah. gets applied to to this game, even right, though it's right. from a completely different studio. So I want to give it the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, Actually, but it's, it's one of those things where it's like you could kind of go overboard with the yeah, drama yeah. and have a feel real like like you know. And cheesy. I like I like those games too, so I, I don't I don't put myself. Yeah, in exactly. Yeah. It's like you're you know you're there for that experience. Right. Like just cheese it up. It's fine. Right. Right. Uh, we saw Silk Song. No date. It was. I mean, it was really just like. So just we've learned nothing. Uh, new. We got thirty seconds more of footage, but they yeah. had it. Yeah, we popped off to that. But that no game's day. weird because it, it's it's very much in the meme zone. Where again, it's like, how many people actually want to play this? I mean, people want to play this game. That is not in the meme zone. I just but it with did you. get a little bit where it's just like, are we gonna get it? Are we gonna get it? But that the Hollow Knight was like right. People do love Hollow Knight, right? So this is like one of those things where it's like you have a precedent for this. But thing. I think it got a little bit blown out of proportion. Well, now at this point, it's so now like, now the meme zone resets, which is good. Exactly. You press the yeah. red button. Makes you, if, yeah. I mean, if that's what they were, if that's what they were going to do all along, what took so long to show thirty seconds of new footage without a date? Seriously, what's the point? Yeah. Hopefully that's soon. Anyway, I can't. I can't endure that much longer. <laughs> Just give it. To I want to get out of the meme zone. I'm trapped. <laughs> <laughs> You're still traumatized by the meme zone. Yeah, that's why. I've, I've, I've been in the meme zone for a while. Uh, one, uh, my pop-off moment was Wolong Fallen Dynasty. Oh, yeah, when you, you saw Lu were Bu. very excited about Lu Bu. I like Lu Bu. Lu okay. Bu is, is a top, not even just a, just a villain in the world, in well, history. He, well, he's real, so yes. Yes. <laughs> um, but I like that idea of taking, like, the Dynasty Warriors setting and, and trying a different genre. Yeah. This seems to be probably a bit more like, you know, character action, like single character, mm-hmm. more detailed action. Um, but it's very stylized. It's, and yeah, yeah. So it's cool. I yeah. mean, this wasn't, again, I, I gotta say something. CG trailers. That's Just, what I'm saying. You are please, tired of it. Stop. Do not spend any money. These things are expensive, too. Like, do your 10-second hype unless, reel. Unless this then, is like the Sakurai like, reveal of a character. But you're following it up with like 30 minutes of him telling you what's, what it's like and seeing it. That's what I'm saying. You have to follow it up with actual gameplay. Yeah, don't do, do that. Do the trailer because it's fun to watch like the little hype, hype to hype you up for it. But then like it doesn't mean anything when we don't see the game because it's like, well, I don't know what I'm playing. But then sometimes, like I thought that Minecraft trailer for that new Minecraft game. Legends? I thought when they actually showed the game, it looked kind of bad compared to like... <laughs> I mean, that's just like straight up Minecraft, like normal Minecraft. Yeah. That was like kind of prettied up with CG. Yeah. Just don't do that anymore. Just show the game. <laughs> we don't need that. Persona, you're getting all sorts of tips from people on I how to play Persona. I need to organize now you have to these do it. tips. You, know, you don't know I, what I you were signing to. yourself up for. I want to do it. I then want do it. To. Well, then stop do it. yelling at me. Do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. <laughs> uh, but I'm excited. I, I think this will, be, this will be a good chance for me to, to maybe... Yeah dabble mm-hmm. in the persona pool because i have been very nervous about getting yeah. into this game because i know how much of a time commitment it can be yeah. and also it's one of those things where if you haven't been following along you're really lost so i don't yeah. i need to know yeah. like some you know give me the episode the the truncated right. episode naruto right. list for this well now you know yeah uh anything else on these shows um no i i think yeah watch our live stream where we reacted to the um to do both of them, and uh, yeah, let us know if you guys have games that stood out to you yeah. that you liked and didn't like about about both of these. Yeah. But yeah, it's just you know, let's keep it going. This season of game announcements continues, and we'll yeah. be following along closely. 
Uh, all right, I know a couple of other news stories. Uh, this nonsense. Oh my god! With the Xenoblade Chron- I, Chronicles special edition on the Nintendo Store. I, I couldn't decide. Is this um, is this a fiasco? Is this a debacle? Is this what? How would you accurately describe what this was? Well, the word is this I want to embarrassment. Use, the word I want to use. I can't, do not say I that can't word. Say that word. So I won't. People thought you said a bad word in the last episode. I didn't. I gotta keep an eye on you. I don't know. I didn't say it. I'm not saying it right now either, but I think it's an embarrassing disaster. Is my <laughs> other disaster my other word to replace the word wow. that I cannot say right now? Um, I think fiasco is pretty good too. Yeah, it's like, so it's like a it's like like a clown show. You know, it's like <laughs> it's just like all of the the stupid silly things yeah. that could go wrong to infuriate people. You you've done this. I feel bad for the people. Like people are saying, like, oh, I, I took the day off of work to try yes. and get this. Yes. So, you know, Nintendo said, all right, we're going to be selling this exclusively through our online store. Um, they did not give people an, a specific time, which is one, anytime we would have one of these, I would always give them the feedback. Please? Just tell people when this is going live. Right. So they feel like they had a chance. Because otherwise, it's like, maybe you're living your life, you might be asleep, you didn't mm-hmm. know. You didn't know. And it's like, and you can't plan. You didn't have a fair chance. And whenever I would bring this up, people would be like, uh, there was never a good reason to not do it. Right. It's just like, oh, we're not going to do that. Because they don't care. It's like, well, it's sold out, so we did our job. Great. Yeah, exactly. Way to go, sales guy. Um, but this, I mean, this crashed the site. Of course. Um, they say they're going to do it again later, but it's like... But when and how? And is <laughs> it going to be gonna better? It's going to be like or part two of this Part nonsense? two of your embarrassing disaster part two? It's embarrassing because this is like happened, been happening for like and the other a thing, decade. The almost, other thing it feels is that like. you can resolve this. It's like in the modern day of buying stuff online, like there is a solution, people. This is not like you're not like reinventing something. This solution exists. You just need to use it. So I don't understand that. The other this thing that's a bummer is like clearly this was like the big, you know, coming out party for this this store. Right. The, this Nintendo store, which, you know, has some good stuff on it. Really does. But it just, it just exploded it, in your face. Now it just leaves a really bad taste in your mouth right. forever for anything yeah, else. Yeah, and I was like, well, I don't want to buy anything off of this because it doesn't work. Right. And you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. And you're not going to get information about when it's available. Yeah, so hopefully, ple- please learn the lessons from this and don't do it again. It won't. Is my comment. Um, E3 says it's coming back in 2023. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'll, re- I'll read the statement <laughs> Just read from the, the head of the ESA. We're excited about coming back in 2023 with both a digital and an in-person event. Aha. Uh-huh. As much as we love these digital events and as much as they reach people and we want that global reach, we also know there's a really strong desire for people to convene, to be able to connect in person and see each other and talk about what makes games great. There's real big, like, CEO telling the workers they need to come back to the office energy I know, this, there. There's definitely, yeah. like, that energy. We need to connect. We need to convene yes. in person. Um, yeah. I have no doubt that E3 would make one more shot at this. Yeah. But I think this is their last shot. I think this is the last shot as yeah. well. I think if you can't modernize, you can't become, you know, something that people really would say say to themselves, I understand why this exists and why this needs to exist, and only this organization can do this, then it's over. So when you say modernize, what do you mean? I mean... What would you like to be more modern? 
I feel like just the way that E3 has been done for so many years is very like, you know, it's it's very, it, it follows like a traditional formula, yeah. you know? We were talking about this earlier in the show where it's like, it's a very bloated event. It's very like business driven and not really like driven from like a consumer experience or like a creator experience. I think that's the one big thing that they need to fix. Right. Is... You know, when they, they let fans into that show, but it's a terrible fan experience. Exactly. Because, again, unless you have an appointment or some other connection, you're not seeing you're not a lot. You're not seeing anything. So right. why would you buy a ticket to go? Yeah. Also, like, when they were doing E3 before in the past, it was very much like this, you know, the, the formula of you do your on-stage presentation and then, you know, then you do your, your, you have your booth and then you have media come in and do whatever. But, like... The way that people, you know, want to experience games, like now even with like creators and stuff like that too, and the way that all of these other publishers want to communicate about their game too is really different now. So like there's there's gotta they have to have find some way to like give you a platform for that. I don't know how, because it yeah. seems like everyone has scattered to the wind at this point. So to bring them all back and give them like a foundation to build that experience on is going to be really hard. And I honestly don't know if they can do it, but I'm, I, I'll sit back and watch. It's cool. My advice to them would almost be do a little bit less than you think you need to. That That's true. Yeah. Because there were all those like leaked decks that got out of like, here's how we're transforming E3 for this year. And all those ideas sounded terrible. awful. So out of touch. And it was like, we got the most out of touch people in a room to exactly. come up with this stuff. It's like, have you seen anything on the internet? Ever. Yeah. And it's like the streaming uh, stuff they did. What year was that? Whatever year that was. That was terrible. Terrible. Um, and it's like... I, Confusing It's like, terrible. yes, the, the core E3 format has some issues, but I think you could address it with some small-ish tweaks and not the complete reinvention that I think some other, some other people have been asking for. Yeah. I, I, I just wonder how relevant it's going to be. Well, yeah, especially since Jeff is, you know, saying he's going to continue doing stuff. I mean, the, the benefit that, that E3 has is it's hooking into the ESA where all these big companies have a stake in it. That's right. So, again, I think they get one more chance. All these yeah. companies will give them one more chance and they'll give them their full support. But if it doesn't work, then I think they're going to say behind the scenes, like, yeah, we, th- th- this is not it and mm-hmm. we need to... Take a step Nothing back really and is going to prevent us from taking right. a step back and doing our own, our own thing right. Right. moving forward. Yeah, if, if E3 did not have that ESA connection and all these members, you know, paying dues into this and, yeah. and, and connected to that and, and feeling, like, obligated to support yeah. each other. you're on the board, you you have yeah. things that you have to do. You I mean, that, up for yeah, it. that feeling of obligation is real. Those, yeah. those people, those I people, really dislike that. Those companies honestly. that are members feel obligated to yeah. support. I feel bad because so, I, I feel like that obligation is is definitely gets like hung over you yeah. as like you need to support this, right? Right. And it doesn't feel good. Back but. to the Santa Monica hangar we go. Were you oh, at that E three? Oh, oh, oh no, I was. Oh, I was. Not. We got to talk about that some other day. Yeah, that one. That, <laughs> that one I funny. heard it was notoriously. I did awful. see they had the MTV some MTV big MTV events at the Barker Hangar in Santa Monica. It's oh like, really? Oh, another person used went that. to the hangar. Okay, okay, great. Uh, so last story. Yes. Uh, usually this is the kind of story we would not talk about, but I think is notable. Jeff Gersman leaving Giant Bomb. Yeah. Uh, gave us some some feelings about. When we were leaving Nintendo mm-hmm. and kind of comparing, you know, what happened to him with, with 
you know, what happened to us and, and yeah. how things went down differently. But basically, um, Jeff was one of the founders of Giant Bomb, which is a great, um, I wouldn't call it, what would you call it? Media Empire. Great. Um, 14 years. And um, that has evolved over time. People have come and gone, but he's been the constant. And he announced last week that he's leaving. Yeah. Um, in a very strange way, I thought. Like, he didn't really get a chance to say a full, like, proper farewell. Goodbye. Yeah. It was just kind of, you know, the new group, who is great. Yeah. And I love and support. But he was not, it was just kind of like, yeah, he's moved on. Yeah. Yeah. The exit was very abrupt, I, yeah. th- I think. Yeah. yeah. So I, I felt badly for him that he didn't get a chance yeah. to properly say farewell to this thing that he created. Right. All these years, and you know, he's already talking about. You know, he's got his own Patreon. Yeah, I guess we're both, we're all we're all in the Patreon family now. We're all there. Yeah. Yes, and um, and he has his own podcast that he's yeah, doing. Yeah, listen to that; it's great. Um, I'll be supporting he's that. Obviously, great, and yes, we're we're huge Jeff fans, and yeah, you know, these sort of these early, um, I would say these early like different ways of approaching how to. Do video game content was an inspiration to us when right, we were right. creating Nintendo Minute. And yeah, you, you know, you and I talked a little bit after we were reading the the story about Jeff about, you know, how we felt really lucky that we were able to properly say goodbye to, you know, and close a chapter on Nintendo Minute the yeah. way that we were able to. Mm-hmm. And then like have like this really nice, beautiful, fresh start for this new thing, you know? Right. That's something that I think could have not happened. And I think that would have Felt really bad, and um, so we're, we're, we're glad that we were able to do that. Yeah, interesting situation where we wish literally everybody involved the best, yeah. no matter what, they will be what side of it they're on. Yes, yes. everybody will be fine, yeah. for sure. All right, big news segment, okay. but on to our questions. Wow, long episode. We are jumping in. Uh, these are all questions from our Patreon members who ask mm. these questions exclusively. Yes. Brooke Obscura asks... Together, Reggie and Awadasan bridged the gap between regions by allowing them to become public personas for the company. Mm-hmm. That willingness to play and be a little more lighthearted feels even more special in retrospect. Did that make working at Nintendo more enjoyable? Did you notice a shift in the way the company marketed itself after Awadasan's passing and Reggie's retirement? Yeah. Resounding yes. Resounding. <laughs> Shattered from the rooftops, yeah. yes. Um Obviously, we, we talk about this a little bit as well. You know, in that Wii U era when the company was not doing as well, there was more willingness to try zany yeah. things. And the just the openness that both Reggie and Mr. Awada had to let themselves be put into very interesting uh, positions and, and be out there and really just, like, put themselves in that public eye is really commendable for these crazy high-up high executives, you know? Yeah. Um, it's like you think about other industries it's like what other industry has people like this doing this sort of thing is Tim Cook gonna like it's like Tim Cook is like he's notable because he's the CEO of Apple yeah but he's not gonna be like but he's not like chugging like maple syrup to support Apple Canada He's not it's unboxing like, an iPhone with white gloves on. Right. He's not asking. He's like, tell me what you need me to do to create buzz and I'll do it. Right. And yeah. It's, it's, it's And that sort of, that that was literally what they did. Right. They would come to our team yeah. and say like, what are you guys thinking? And I'll do it. Yeah. And we'll say yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, obviously when Mr. Awada passed, it was just awful. And you can just sense that like, you know, he had such, such like a amazing presence and spirit and that left. Yeah. You know, almost immediately. Yeah. Um, and it really affected Reggie, too. Reggie talk, talks mm-hmm. about it in his book, and he, mm-hmm. talk, he talked about it with us, where 
he certainly, um, you know, was considering like when he should retire after Mr. Wada's passing. Yeah. And yeah, I would say when Reggie retired, I started thinking very, very much about like when I should leave the company. Hmm. So even in those last two years, it was starting to feel a little strange to me. Yeah. Like I was, Reggie and I had a lot of conversation about this um, too. Like I asked him a lot about this and he gave me great advice as usual. And, um, and then, you know, I kind of like was wishy-washy about it, you know, cause I was scared. I was scared to leave of yeah. course after being somewhere for so long. And then when the whole office closure happened, it was like literally like a sign from the universe. Like right. you have to do this. Yeah. So it, it all worked out in the end, but the shift was so palpable after these two events happened that like I think all of us felt it. And, and whether we admitted to ourselves or not, we were like kind of grappling with it for like the two years yeah. like leading up to the office closure. True, true, true. All right. This is a question I've been thinking about since I saw it come through from Colin SM. Mm-hmm. Kit and Krista, it's been a long time since Pokemon has introduced any new types if they were to ever do it again, what new types would you like to see? I've heard from fans suggesting things like sound and cyber to retcon some existing normal type Pokemon. Meanwhile, I think a glass type could open the door for a lot of creative new designs. Oh, that's interesting. But this show's not about me. What do you think? Food type. Oh, I that's good. This. Yeah. Oh, I so like something that. Something like almost like. Um... I'll creamy? Yeah, like, yeah, the, the exactly. Little vanilla, cupcake. vanilla, yeah, vanillite. Vanillite, yeah. yeah. Okay. But more of those. More like That's derivative from yeah. different, di- like, okay. we need a pizza Pokemon. <laughs> we need, we need a ramen Pokemon. Oh boy. How delicious. Okay. It is, it is a bummer when there's a Pokemon you like that's normal type because it's like, well, I'm not going to be using this for long. Yeah, but it like looks cool or whatever. Yeah. It's like, oh, wow. I have two. I think stealth type Ooh. would be cool. So like a some sort of invisibility. Well, I thought kind about of like I thought like would ninja type be good, but I think stealth is broader. I think yeah. about like Greninja. Yeah. Or like you still have moves like stealth rock. Right. Is a move. Right. So I think something that kind of plays up that. The angle. fighting type and the ninja type are kind of similar. So I think right. that stealth right. type. Right. So is I better. think that's differentiated enough. I have another type. We have fairy type, which I think was the Devil last type? one to be no, to be introduced. Magic type. What's the difference between magic? Okay. Yeah, so, so yeah, fairy, psychic, and magic, I think, makes a good trio. Trifecta right, of right. the, 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 uh, the ethereal, occult, the the ethereal, ethereal arts. arts. Yes, <laughs> I think that would be a witch good... Witch type, witch, sorcerer type. Yeah. I guess magic is broader than that. And then you think about like the dual types that you could come up with some of oh, these. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. You could do like psychic magic. Yeah. That'd be cool. So it's one of those things where you... Be like Scarlet Witch. I do feel like there's a lot of types already... And you don't want it to just be, like, impossible to keep track of. Yeah. But on the other hand, if you think about it, there are some interesting possibilities. Yeah. I would love them to refresh it, actually. Yeah. Because some of them are pretty basic, and normal type is kind of boring. People would be mad. (laughs) But that that is a great question. I had a lot of fun thinking about that question. Captain Alex, here's a question. Okay. With Resident Evil 4 remake announced, I got to thinking about Nintendo's history with the franchise. When Resident Evil Revelations came out exclusively on 3DS, it was originally released with a misprinted spine calling it Resident (laughs) Evil Revelations, which happens internally when an error like this occurs. Is it a minor inconvenience or a big deal? Well, I think it depends where you work. If this happened at Nintendo, it would be a drop everything, huge catastrophe. It would be, what did we call it? Fiasco? It would be a, what did I call it? No potty mouth, please. No, not that. 
it, um, but but it would have been that. Yeah. Yeah. A terrible oh, disaster. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh yeah. It this was... happened a lot to Capcom though. Remember they had the Okami Wii that had the IGN watermark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's embarrassing. What is the art department? What's up going tonight? on over yeah. there? Yeah, yeah, that's a little embarrassing. I don't think we've ever had a misprint at Nintendo, right? I don't I... think so. Forbid anything like that would ever happen because it would just be. There were some of those amiibo that were printed badly. Remember oh, like that? the faces? No, like the back. The back oh. plate would be like weird. Like there would be some like miss yeah. miss. Uh, the art was wonky. But there wasn't like a typo or anything. No typos. I don't. Yeah. Think. Oh, that would be. I would, that would be. I have trouble with typos, so I can kind of understand. You too. <laughs> you have to be my grammar police. I, all I the shudder time. to think about what would have been the like. I think they would have like reprinted it and been like, we'll mail you this. Right. Or it would have been oh, this whole yeah. program. To re- get it back. We apologize. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I think Capcom just like, eh, yeah, we'll just, oh, we're wow. just going to look the other way and yeah. maybe try harder next time. Exactly. Or not. <laughs> Ducatista mm-hmm. asks, uh, when you both visited Nintendo headquarters in Japan during one of your Nintendo Minute episodes, did the company headquarters in Kyoto live up to your expectations mm. for a non-industry insider what would be your top recommendation to a gaming to a, to a gamer visiting Japan for the first time um, well I would say that it definitely lived up to my expectations in the sense that I just really wanted to check that off my list yeah and there's certainly like really fun things being able to be on the inside like going to the cafeteria and you know I liked that those little things because you would like go to the cafeteria and there's Mr. Miyamoto having his lunch you know or like um you know little little like Nintendo touches like the chimes would play yeah like Mario fairy fountain music for like lunchtime or whatever so that was always fun but like the actual inside of the building and stuff is like nothing to write home about and we were told about this going in right so it was not like a disappointing moment right we knew what to expect it's like Willy Wonka's chocolate very basic interiors yeah it's just like a normal office right and you get lost a lot because every floor looks exactly the same and there's nobody in the halls either no no one's there and you're everything these doors are just closed do I need a hall pass to leave the room or (laughs) am I gonna get in trouble I'm gonna really carefully retrace my steps I don't want to get lost going to the bathroom and coming back um yeah so for a non-industry insider I think top recommendations is to go to like the big camera, um, to go to like all those big like electronic yeah. departments. Akihabara, you gotta yeah, go. Yeah, you have to go to the yeah. big electronic department store like tower things. Yeah. Because they just have like so much crazy stuff in there yeah. that you never see here. I do wonder for people going to Akihabara for the first time now, because it's, it's not what it Used to you know, be. it used to be like, oh, you can find these crazy old games and you get them for cheap. It's like, no, yeah. they've they've caught on. They've caught on, yeah. And it's not, there are some vintage shops that are pretty. But cool. the experience of going is still very cool, right? Um, and gives you a look into what it was like mm-hmm. then, totally. and into Japanese gaming culture. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, there were there were used to be like, oh, well, there was like the street pass group that would gather in Akihabara. These people would play yeah, Monster Hunter together in exactly. Akihabara. So there's, I still there's think Splatoon kids there now. Yeah, so I still think that's a pretty good place to go mm-hmm, for sure I, I mean you certainly can't go inside but like if you have a chance to like drive by the nintendo headquarters yeah. and take a picture like you should do that yeah it's just like there's a sign outside no one will stop yeah, you there's a poor go. beleaguered security guard That's sending like, away not, tourists not all day them long again yeah right but i mean you should go yeah i remember one of the first times i went to kyoto i was not on company business but i went there on vacation 
and I was in a taxi, and the, the driver spoke English. And I said, oh, I, I work for Nintendo. Uh, I'd love to just drive by it. And he wouldn't do it. I don't think he believed me. Of course he didn't. Look at you. And he was, like, looking out for his fellow Kyotoites of, like, of this, like guy, this guy, this poor security guard doesn't need the totally. hassle of, of another gaijin yeah. strolling oh, if through. Um, if you are in Kyoto, though, you can go to the Fushimi Shrine, which is where... Yeah, Inspi- um, inspiration. Inspi- inspiration for Star Fox. And yeah. it's also very beautiful there. Right, so right, right. That's really nice, too. There you go. That's yeah, my advice. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> this is the longish one from Ezrato. Kit and Chris, a bit of a legal question mm. I'd be fascinated to know about. Well, we are lawyers. Uh, yes. Oh, wait. No, we're not. I've been living in Colombia for a few months, and something interesting I quickly noticed upon moving here was the amount of unofficial use of various <laughs> pop culture IP, including many of Nintendo's. I don't even mean bootleg merchandise from street vendors, although I've seen that, too but full-on restaurants named after the Mar- Nintendo properties in highly visible public areas. The most brazen example of this would have to be a restaurant called Mario Bros with two S's, which was in the food court of a popular <laughs> shopping mall and used official renders of Mario characters across its tables and stalls. I was wondering if Columbia could have a more liberal copyright law that would allow for these sorts <laughs> of things, and if so, whether that would protect these businesses from having legal action taken against them from Nintendo. Or perhaps there's a legal loophole I'm missing here that is allowing these things to exist. I don't think there's a legal loophole. <laughs> they're just doing it. I think they're just doing yeah. it because they have no, like, they don't care about the consequence because they probably know the risk is pretty low. Yeah. Um, and obviously, Nintendo cannot police every country. Worldwide. Yeah, they would yeah. love to. I'm sure they would. They would <laughs> get want a kick to. out of that. They would love that, but they cannot because yeah. they're, you know, they're only this... <laughs> There's only so many. So many of them. The other thing that I have noticed that is more, um, they have a little bit more leniency towards is like, this this example that you give is like this restaurant has like Mario decoration inside of it. They're, I think they're less concerned about that and more concerned if you're like reproducing stuff and selling it. Oh. If it's like a... a, That's getting out into the world. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're, if you're just... Locally in Colombia, and you go to this food court and you see this thing. Yeah, like it's not as bad as if like you're you know reproducing mm. a game called Super or Mario Bros with two S's and yeah. selling it across the world. But yeah, that's my that's my yeah. There is no liberal copyright law. There no. is no loophole in in my expert legal opinion. They're just doing it. Yeah, and challenging them. Have you eaten at this? We dare you to take us down. Delicious. Come to Colombia. Tell us about us. this restaurant. Yeah, though. I want to know about the what food. What is though. the food? Like, what, what are you serving? eating? This looks this interesting. <clears throat> uh, Gar asks Have either of you ever bought a game console just because you had to play a game that was exclusive to it? If so, what was the game? What game was the system seller? I have a funny one. I bought a PS3 to, to play the imported version of Dynasty Warriors Gundam. Oh, gosh. Very strange. I don't think I've ever done that. Really? Yeah. There's never a single game. No. Oh, all right. I did upgrade my PC to play like Warcraft and stuff, or stuff like that, but yeah. not that was not the only game that I played on it. Okay. I was just playing PC games. Oh, interesting. Uh, next comes from Handsome Warrior. Hey, Professor Turo and Nimona. Kit and Krista, respectively. Hello. When it comes to marketing IPs that introduce new characters, do you make a plan prior to the introduction with memes and other visual tools at the ready? Or do you do a vibe check of the fans to see how to have fun with them on social media? 
looking at how much the internet loves LeChonk. Oh, LeChonk. Uh, again, this is the difference between Nintendo and other companies. Yes. Where I, I already saw, you know, Xbox after the show, they had some memes at the ready. Yeah. Get, getting them out there. Get them out there. Get the conversation yeah. going. <clears throat> uh, Nintendo will it's not. A, it's a meme-free zone. Yeah, Nintendo yeah. is not, they're not, they don't have the meme humor in them. <clears throat> They're very yeah. serious I mean, about it's a these very, game trailers. Like straightforward. It's like this is the character. This is what we want to say about it. Yes. We're going to stick very to that. Very factual. Occasionally, some very limited leeway you have with that. Yeah. But again, you think of you know like um, Bowsette, the whole Bowsette thing. Oh. Could have had a lot of fun with that. Not in not in a mature way. There are some things that could have been done with that, but it was like shame basically. Yeah. It was, shame it was that this shame. Had, shame that this had come upon us. Stand so, in the corner, dunce hat, yeah. deep shame. Any other company I'd say they would love that and they would yeah. be thinking about that, yeah, but no. Exactly. We did not we did not. Mad Dog5981 asks, what are your opinions on Nintendo's focus of promoting Wario as the WarioWare biker slash loser? Loser? <laughs> he's a he's a business Impresario. He's not a loser. <laughs> and no longer really focusing on classic anti-hero Wario. I guess that's like yellow, oh. yellow Mario suit Wario. Okay. While I love the WarioWare series, I for one believe the new Wario Land or even a Wario World oh, sequel is yeah. long overdue. I've that for a long and time. any such game should definitely not feature Waluigi. The less said about him, the better. I agree with you yeah. on that point. Yeah, I feel like the the last couple of Wario games are definitely sort of leaned into this like biker just like this his 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 vibe of yeah. being just this I don't like crass like whatever um which just was a a because of the game that it was tar- targeting like the warrior yeah. series is just like that type of game versus like a warrior land game which I haven't thought about for a long I think the last one we we had was like warrior land shake it or something it's been a while on we yeah I prefer the yellow classic Wario. Yeah. Whenever it's like the default look is the biker Wario, I get a little bummed out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's right. He's not just that biker guy, you know? Wario is a good character. He's a really good character. Yeah. We should have more Wario It's a bummer stuff. that he is associated with Waluigi, who is objectively a bad character. Exactly. Yeah. I'm glad we all agree on that Yeah, point. we're all clear on that. Yes. Uh, Miles asks... Hey, Kit and Krista, when it comes to console games, the new generation has decidedly felt less iterative compared to previous leaps like the SNES no, to the N64. No, it's felt iterative, not less. Felt iterative, yes. Excuse me. Uh, PS2 to PS3. So I wanted to ask, which new console generation shift of years prior left the biggest impression on you? Oh, I see. Okay. I'm trying to which which felt like the, the biggest leap? The question There's here. one that I... This is probably not what most people felt, but I think going from Xbox to Xbox 360. Yeah, I thought you were going to say that. I mean, you added HD graphics, which felt like a huge step up. Mm-hmm. Just the, the clarity of graphics and the capability of the graphics was big. But also, like, the, all the online stuff that the Xbox 360 could do felt futuristic yeah. at the time. Like, really, like, wow. Yeah. like, the PS3 was, like, barely cutting it. Hugging along. And, like, the Wii, it's like, hmm, let's not talk about that online stuff. <laughs> okay. It was Didn't really work. ahead of its time. So I think, like, SNES to N64, like, going to polygons was another clear sure. one. But that one was surprisingly impactful to me. Mm-hmm. I would say, this is a, kind of a weird one, but maybe, like, Game Boy to DS. Oh, okay. Was, it, was an interesting one for me from a handheld. Adding a screen? Perspective, adding a screen, adding a touch screen that yeah. was not for... 
you know, we, we had touch screens on like Palm Pilots and boring things. Yeah, that was pre like iPhone. Right, pre iPhone. So yeah, I guess there were like PDAs that yeah, had touch, but, but not then, a lot else. But it, it was terrible, and it was like yeah, boring. But not for awful. games. Yeah, and it didn't it didn't like add to like a gaming hmm. experience. That's a good one. And then like you know, I've always been a really big like handheld gamer, so I thought that that was like a pretty big leap. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Riven is throwing down the gauntlet with a challenge. How do you imagine a Three Houses direct sequel working narratively? The various routes' endings are very significantly different. Uh Um, The solution to this, whenever, what all creatives would do. Oh, time, time, time. No. Go back in time. When you have uh, written yourself into a jam, you know what you do? Prequel. Oh. There you go. I was going to say multiverse? (laughs) No. Prequel. (laughs) You, alternate universe. And, and while you're doing that, you figure it out. <laughs> alternate universe. No. The other thing you could do is you, you could just pick one of the ending and be like, this is the canon ending. And then you just go from there. <gasps> which that. would be hard, which is what I think prequel. Prequel would be great. But the characters would not be there in a prequel. I mean, you don't have to go that far back. You're going to go for the ba- to baby Petra? Just go like a year. Mm, you don't, you don't want to go that far back. You don't want to. I don't want to go that far back. They're 18 no. now. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> Stoop Jam. Another Fire Emblem question. There were two Fire Emblem games for DS. Okay. Shadow Dragon and New Mystery of the Emblem. According to Media Create via Source Gaming, both sold similarly, similarly in Japan. Yet only Shadow Dragon was released in North America. For what reasons, besides sales, do you believe New Mystery of Fire Emblem was skipped for localization? Hmm. Well, let's not overlook the sales <laughs> side of it. <laughs> I mean, it's easy. I mean, it's pretty close. It's easy to overlook now, but like Fire Emblem was kind of a, a dicey Very shape, niche. Before, jump, yeah, like before Awakening franchise, before Awakening. Even remember we were saying like with, with Awakening, we did not when we were yeah. working there. We did not think that it was going to yeah. do that well. No. We were internally shocked, caught off guard, and we were like, "Oh, we got to make more of this." Yeah, game. yeah. Um, so I think it was really like well. We've got two options. Let's pick the one that we think will do the best. And right. I think that one, you know, that was like a remake of... There was a bit more, I think, talking points built right, into that. Right, exactly. And maybe a, a better starting point for people who weren't, weren't familiar weren't with familiar it. familiar with the franchise, yeah. yeah. But... Yeah, and you think about all the other games that came out that year and, like, they have to, like, resource it, you know? Yeah. So... That was, like, I think the second game that I worked on after Punch-Out. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, we have two more questions that I'm going to make the executive decision to save for next time. Because they're they're fairly in-depth. Extremely long. This episode's getting long, and I'll be honest, I'm getting tired. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to save those for next time. Let's do it. These are not urgent. We can save them. Yes. Uh, Which brings us to our beautiful, talented, wonderful 1UP Club members. Yes. Time to read your beautiful names. Here we go. And here we go. Are you sure you don't want to trade the order for this time? I'll I'll trade. Let's do it. Oh, wow. Feeling bold. Let's go. A. Ron Burgundy. Aaron Hash. Adam Edwards. Ajahn Malari. Alatorio Five. Ale Alejandro. Alexandra Pratt. Amaris. Angela Bycroft. Bailey Meyer. Ben Eichhorn. Bettina oh, Tang. Brian SF56. Brad. 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 Oh my god, Brad! <laughs> Brian Humphreys. Chancellor Fairley. Christopher Lay. Captain Alex. Daniel Cole. Daniel Valencia. Doxon. David Zeck. Doodoo Face. <laughs> Douglas Chomix. Drew Grant. Duetista. Dino Punch. Eigenverse. Elite Peach. Imad. Oh, Renfro. Espars 50. Ezrato. Fairbound. Gar. 
Garrett Hullfish. Handheld Gamer. Handsome Warrior. Ian Shea. Israel or Izzy. <laughs> Jay Rando. Jackie Z. Jason E. JK99. JBJ. Jeff Yoakum. Jeffrey Hernandez. Jesse Hernandez. Gilbert. John Responte. Jonathan Rowe. Jordan Collette. Jordan Hammerly. Jordy Kirk. Joshua Clements. Juan. Jess Camtro. Kai Comercio. Kawa2796. Kevin. Kevin Delane. K Madman TV. Kyle Kretzer. Kyler Nelson. Lego My Frago. Link. Link Master. Lucamania. Lucas Pico. Luis. Luis Calcano. Malferink. Mamu. Mark Schlazner. Marky Man64. Maru Mayhem. Matt McCarthy. Matthew Rewald. Megan. Michael Cravens. Michael J. File. Michael Mazer. Mike Chin. Mikey. Murph. Mytran. Nodnarb. Oh me oh my. Panda Buns. Parker Anderson. Patreon user. Paul Gale Network. Piano Psychopath. Pirates TCG Grudges Foeva. Prince Charmless. PSW. Raver. Rad State of Mind. Rain Tech. Raphael. Ray Carrion. Chiron? Ryuji Utsuho Oku'u. RJ Kern. Rob Osborne. Rocks. Roy Eschke. Ryan Hayes, 521. Rianetta. Sam Neeland. Scott LaRock. Safazon. Shinryu. Slow Bro. Spicy Munchkin. Theo Citron. Switching it up. Underscore. Underscore. The Don Rob. The Shark Among Men. Thomas Alvarez. Troopage. Tugs Puppy Bear. Tyler Geis. VGM Life. Video Game Stupid. Beautiful Dandy. Virtual Bot. What's up, Flapjack? Wicked Davey. Will Ernst. Zudiverf. And Zen. Yay! Nice. I'm sorry. Who did I mess up? So clean. There was somebody. On both of our sides this time. My bad. My bad. Brad. I'm sorry. <laughs> Brad. Uh, clearly, we need to wrap this up. Oh, my Lord. Yes. Wow. What an As episode. my eyes just cross before you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Don't forget to join our Patreon. We are patreon.com slash Kit and Krista. You are keeping this show going. So thank you so much. Uh, follow us on all of our social media channels. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel, which is the channel you're watching this video on right now. Give us a thumbs up and leave us a comment about your favorite summer games. And that's it. Sure is. You're nodding and falling asleep at the same time. So we're going to go now. Bye. Bye.